0: So, I've recently made this observation, Steve, mm-hmm. that when you are a person who keeps extremely late hours, maybe because you've been out playing concerts or whatever, sure. yeah, and you're the kind of person that likes to get pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds familiar, all this. It becomes increasingly easier and easier to turn your house into an escape room. Okay. Because <laughs> there's days where you, <laughs> you wake up the morning after of, you know, yeah. like, like last night, I went to bed at like 4.30 because mm-hmm. I had a show, you know, and it's like I, di- I didn't get ripped during the show and drive home or anything like that. Like I had a couple of beers during the show, but by the time I got home, you know, I was, I was still like pretty worked up and fired up from the show and stuff. Yeah. I knew I had to get up early today and I was like, okay, I'm just going to knock back a few drinks before I head to bed, you know. <laughs> And you wake up in the morning sometimes, and, like, the object of the escape room that you've turned your house into is, where the fuck are my keys and yeah. wallet? Mm-hmm. I need to leave and go to the store. Right. And so you have to, just like in an escape room, start looking for, like, a trail of clues. Yep. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, what's yeah. going on here? Okay, on the and kitchen trying table. trying to
1: remember, through the black periods, yeah. what was I doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you start looking around for evidence, like, okay, there's a there's a Twix wrapper on the table so that was me exactly for sure <laughs> yeah exactly that means that i did go to the pantry yeah you know so it like, okay, so so, might be in there yeah i'll uh-huh. go in the pantry and i'm like okay i don't see keys anywhere but i do see a bracelet that i took off and an earring right. so i'm on the trail <laughs> yeah so then you start trying to like backtrack through your house to find a trail of clothes there's another bracelet okay there's some tights uh-huh you know because you're just trying to escape and leave your own house <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trying to put together the pieces of whatever the fuck you did last yep. night <laughs> welcome dead and lovely listeners to the greatest horror movie review podcast and all the known multiverse it's dead and lovely here with the host with the most it's me benny wise the dancing uncle holy shit otherwise known as uncle ben and me holly Woo, steve spratling Whoa, man that's an enthusiastic yeah. woo right there mm-hmm. Yeah. How you been doing this week, Stu? Pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I've been... Dude, I've just been busier than a puppy with two Peters, <laughs> if you know what I mean, because I, I don't do. I don't know what I mean. I'm not sure. I'm kind of hoping you could explain it to uh, me. They're probably busy. Probably just means really busy. Yeah. Pissing on everything in town. Yeah, a lot of peeing, probably. Probably yeah. a lot of that. Probably a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I have just been run ragged steve just run
1: ragged yeah you've been doing a whole lot i've been I, doing a whole lot i've also been busy not run ragged busy but i've got, been a little bit busy all yeah. right um i got a little bit more free time this week than you did oh nice yeah. okay run right on yeah well, let me ask you
0: one very imperative important question here steve. let's hear it are you thirsty and I am Thursday. Oh, my God. It's Thirsty Thursday? I think Thirsty
1: that Thursday. We should
0: maybe get ourselves a
1: pull. Yeah. What do you think about
0: that? Let's do it. I want to get myself a drink in my belly here before we start hearing about what we've we've been up to this week. I agree. Now, Steve, where did this Coney Island Brewing Company, Call Your Mother IPA, come from? Uh, Lamar Ortiz. Lamar Ortiz. Thank yeah. you so much, Lamar. You're better than we deserve. This is brewed in collaboration
1: with Coheed and Cambria, the band. Yeah. Coheed my wife's camera. a big fan. I, I, um, The stuff I've heard from them is fine. It's like Rush, right? Kind of. Yeah. You know, it's like my thing with Coheed is honestly, I like their
0: concept better than the music because right. like, I don't know if you know about all that stuff, but Mm-mm. every album has been like a chapter in this comic book, crazy okay, yeah. sci-fi kind of story. That I have heard, heard about in. this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been going on and on for forever now. Maybe, right. maybe they've changed course, but I know as of several years ago. Yeah. Every fucking record was a continuation of the story. And to me, that's so like nerdy and proggy, like Rush or yeah. something. But they've always kind of like reeled the music in to be a little bit more palatable than mm-hmm. say Rush. You know, Rush. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they've not done 2112 or anything like right. that yet. That's just like, okay, only nerds will listen to this. <laughs> but I do enjoy what they do. And they got good production, great guitar tones. I'm about to find out yeah. how this beer that they the that, d- that
1: guy also sounds like Geddy Lee pretty well.
0: He's got that yeah. high voice. Yeah, it's fun. You know, the thing about a, a high voice on a man is, it's like, to me, it has to sound effortless.
1: Right. It shouldn't sound like you're straining to sing like that. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: even uh, like James Labrie from, from Dream Theater, to uh-huh. me, sounds like a guy who is really wrestling to sing high right but when you listen to like vintage Getty lee or you listen to uh claudio from coheed it's like oh he just sings that that's
1: yeah that's how john anderson from
0: yes is the same way Mm -hmm. my god just an effortless high voice um
1: what's his name from journey
0: fuck yeah man steve yeah the best man oh my god this beer is a cloudy concoction this is like some old sink water right
1: here that smells good though yeah
0: Doesn't quite smell like sink water from my experience.
1: Yeah, it does. I'd I'd say sink water is a pretty accurate... Because it's like... It's so cloudy, but then like dark in the middle, like there's something going on.
0: Yeah, what's going on? There's a a hidden layer of funk inside
1: of this beer. I'm excited. So, all right, Coney Island. Let's go
0: whiskers deep in this thing (laughs) and find out what it's about. I'm hoping that it's something good. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a flavor. It gets nice and fruity. Starts off resiny, but then... Turns out, fruity, a little citrusy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very
0: much. You, you've you used the term fruit punchy on many yeah, occasions. Yeah, fruit punchy. This is
1: very yeah. fruit punchy
0: to me, man. Yeah, a lot of these that we have are just very, you know, grapefruity and stuff. Yeah. That's a thick, oh, that's full-bodied good. beer. What's the ABV on that motherfucker? Uh, looks like 7.5.
1: Okay,
0: so it's it got pretty, some substance to
1: it. Yeah, pretty, pretty good IPA.
0: Wow. Well, that's <sighs> pretty damn fantastic. I honestly can't say I would compare that to, to any other beer that we've had here on the show. No. That's very interesting. Where'd it's fruity, but it's not too sweet, is the thing.
1: Yeah, that's what's making me happy, is it's not too sweet. Because we just had a little jalapeno uh-huh. margarita. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was be, good. be on sweet. the lookout for a video, a Patreon exclusive video of Damn right. Ben making these awesome jalapeno pineapple margaritas. But they're a little bit sweet. Uh huh. And this is nice. It's balanced. I wouldn't say it's dry. Yeah, yeah. It's just not not overly sweet.
0: Yeah, or overly dry. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for getting us that beer. thanks, Lamar. Yeah, man. That's awful good of you. Wow. So, you've been watching anything good this week, Steve? Yeah. um, I watched Ma. Ma. Okay, so that's the one about the the lady who befriends the kids and has them over the house and stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember it was not what I expected. Okay. Yeah. I was curious about it because, like, yeah. we got bombarded with previews
1: for it there yeah, for and it like, looked many like moons. It was pretty clear exactly what's happening. Yeah, and yeah. I was kind
0: of wondering if, you know, I, I figured it was either exactly what they were showing us mm-hmm. or a total
1: like misdirect. Uh, it was a little misdirect, okay. but it, I, I think it, I think it stood on its own. Like it it overcame my fears from the previews, and yeah. it was pretty decent. I enjoyed it. I mean octavia Spencer's awesome she is awesome man. yeah she's great so she does great and the kids i mean it, it kind of reminded me more of a, a well-constructed 80s cast where you don't really know most of the kids but mm-hmm. they do their job you know you might not know everybody from a friday the 13th movie but they're fine yeah but octavia spencer like she she's the she's got all the meaty stuff to do and mm-hmm. she's badass on it yeah
0: that's awesome man uh-huh. was it scurry
1: uh, not for me. Not necessarily. I mean, it's got, you know, a lot of that tension build up and maybe a couple of earned jump scares, but it's not like psychologically bent too much or anything. So, not not for me, it wasn't very scary, but it was a fun watch. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was curious about it. I think I'll have to check that one out because I was somewhat intrigued by the previews. Yeah. What
0: else have you been watching?
1: Um, so, I found this YouTube channel called Cultaholic. Is that maybe about different religious cults no it's about uh professional wrestling <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah. so that's a little bit of a misdirect yeah it's about uh, razzling okay yeah it's uh it's uh, some british folks putting together a bunch of old red coats them red coats over and them damn lobsters damn limeys basically it's you know average youtube stuff top 10 lists uh, where are they now type of things It's but it's really fun well put together I think they they know wrestling well, Mm -hmm. and it shines through. I really like the ones where they rank every WrestleMania or every Royal Rumble and stuff like that. They're really fun. Sounds like a pretty fun watch. Uh, And because of that, I watched... Uh, they ranked every Royal Rumble, and Royal Rumble '92 is one that is generally considered by most people to be the best Royal Rumble ever. Now, why would that be, Steve? Was there a segment where they said, "Oi, he got a power driver, didn't he?" Well, at one point, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and Roddy Piper, holy shit, and Tito Santana were all in the ring. Holy together. moly! And this is when HBK, this is like right after HBK threw Marty Jannetty through the plate glass window. Oh, when, man. Yeah. Dude,
0: the heel turn that yeah. just shattered my childhood. So this is
1: like the beginning of his solo career. And like he does the sweet chin music, but they just call it a crescent kick. It hasn't even been wow. like. Yeah. So it's Undertaker had just come like recently. Yeah, yeah. Like 91, I think, was when Undertaker showed up or 90. Hogan was on his like downturn where it was like people were tired of him winning all the time. Piper just in that night won the Intercontinental title from the Mountie. Like, oh, dude, the Piper Mountie feud. It was a fucking great one. I totally remember all that shit, dude. Like, it. If you watch it, like everybody that comes out, there's maybe like two people that you'll be like, not an icon, but still somebody I know, like Nikita Volkov or something. Yeah, exactly. Not an icon, but I know who the fuck he is. You didn't want to be him when you grew up, but you still knew who he was. Yeah, so it's just like icon after icon and Damn. and Ric Flair came in third. Uh, he, he was, you know, I guess technically since they start with two in the ring, he's the first to come in after those two. Um, and that actually, by the way, the beginning of the match is Ted DiBiase and British Bulldog and Ted DiBiase is fucking laying it to British Bulldog. Like, I'm not saying like I'm saying, like, if you know anything about wrestling, you know when a suplex is a little stiff. Yeah. (laughs) You know when, like, they're going at him. Because Davy Boy Smith was, like, a rookie, basically, and Ted DiBiase was showing him, like, you know, I don't care how big you are, because he's gigantic in this match. Like, he's so huge. And, like, just brutal. Knocking people out of the ring and shit. Awesome stuff. That's cool. But then, uh, yeah, Flair comes in as the third person and wins it. And this was one that was actually for the title so it had like real stakes instead of just a title shot so Flair goes from three to 30 wins gets the title it's pretty fucking cool and he did a lot of great heel stuff like going under the bottom rope and stuff that hadn't Uh, really been done before 92 because if you don't go over the top rope technically you're not out yeah yeah and you can't be counted out in a royal rumble so just go out oh okay i see yeah it's, it's of, a it's like heel move rule bending yeah, there, yeah, huh? yeah it's not a face type of thing but it 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 really like yeah. flares just so fucking good fuck so fuck awesome. yeah man dang i need to watch that is it's it like fun, uh, it, is it on youtube or something uh where did i watch it it was on something okay if you just look it up it, it'll come in the videos of uh, like google results yeah it'll yeah be one of the videos seek
0: and you shall find yeah
1: it's, it's great. It's like an hour long and just fucking awesome.
0: How was the stream last night? I was too busy boogie-woogie <laughs> and playing
1: disco and funk and stuff with oh, the boogie yeah. nights last night to join in. So, <laughs> it was fun. I mean, obviously. Yeah, all But those. the movies were particularly shit
0: was this the first time that we've done it on discord since facebook no it's the second time we second did, time yeah. okay
1: yeah the move to discord has lost a few people more people have facebook than discord i get that
0: but if you want to join in it's free it it's really a totally is. free app it's just another fucking messaging app
1: whatever and just as get far it. as i understand they aren't tracking you in the same way that all the other social media sites are though eventually i'm sure they will be yeah we watched Killing American Style. Okay. I've heard of this, but never watched it. I don't even know what the fuck it's about. It's what by is the it? director of Samurai Cop, Uh-oh. which we watched last week. <laughs> and I'll tell Off you this. Start. It's basically just a Samurai Cop remix. Like, yeah? same locations, same, like, fights and stuff. Robert Zadar is in it. <laughs> so same actors. <laughs> yeah. It ends with Robert Zadar and the the main guy fighting each other, which is the exact ending of Samurai Cop, like... It's all pretty much the exact same. Wow. Um, I never really got a full understanding of what the plot was. Basically, some guys had robbed a, a, a delivery place or something. Okay. And they got... I don't know how much money they got, but it couldn't have been worth it. And there were like five of them, so the split would have been like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> but then they're like, no, we're going to hole up in this mansion and shoot people and shit. It's like, there's no rhyme or reason to it people are doing things for a reason i don't know just start shooting just start shooting yeah (laughs) um and then we watched order of the black eagle order of the black eagle that sounds pretty fucking dark and intense it's about uh nazis coming back in south america and holing up in a in a fucking uh, aztec temple that sounds awesome. It sounds awesome, but it sure ain't. <laughs> oh no, really? So they set it up and just did not nail the dismount to what? No, it could have been fun. I think. I mean, it was fun because it was so bad, but yeah. like it, that's a pretty interesting idea. I'd like to see where that goes. But it, it was like a James Bond type of thing too. Oh, like, like the main character and shit. is something something jacks. I can't remember what it was, but. Yeah, he kept doing Bond shit, and it was just like, this guy is not impressive to me. Not selling it to you. Damn, man. But, I mean, it it had some promise. It just... The thing is, we totally got away from horror movies last night. Like, both of the movies are action movies. Yeah. (laughs) So, we gotta get back to
0: horror movies, but it was fun. Awesome, man. That's a good time. Yeah, I was having myself a good time, like I said, laying down the boogie and the funk and the disco action last nights with them them boogie nights which is always a really fun time got to try out my my new rev d20 amp looking dope oh it's just so pristine and glorious Mm -hmm. looking all fancy and it sounded all kinds of fancy too. awesome apparently though the show that like i really needed to be playing with them was the last show Mm -hmm. that they played which you know like i said they they just play like disco and funk and dance stuff right they said that last time that they played a full-on two-man like ECW wrestling match broke what? out during Tiny Dancer.
1: What? What? That's awesome. I know. I was
0: like, why couldn't I have been here for that show? Just two guys brawling while a, a cover band dance. plays Tiny Dancer. we're
1: close Tiny Dancer.
0: Yeah, while two guys are just slugging it, toe. man. <laughs> I mean, of all the songs in the set that we play, I'm just trying to think like what groovy dance song would I maybe start a fight to? I think yeah. maybe like Hollywood Swinging. Hollywood, Hollywood, swinging. I'd be swinging <laughs> too. You know what good, I mean? Yeah. I think that's what I would do. Yeah, man, craziness. disco duck for me. Oh yeah, disco yeah. duck.
1: Yeah, disco duck. I'm just ready to rail somebody. To <laughs> bring <laughs> it on.
0: <laughs> uh, I could maybe throw a throw a haymaker to perhaps strokin. <laughs> yeah. I'll be strokin. Uh-huh. We actually don't play that song, but we really should i'll be stroking. i mean yeah obviously, obviously. yeah obviously we should yeah good times it has been just a super phenomenally hectic week over mm-hmm. here for me so i've not had time to watch shit like i think that we maybe watched an episode of friends one night
1: <laughs> that
0: one that's the one okay we watched the one with that song at the first of it. oh okay i remember that episode yeah, yeah. that's the one it's the mm-hmm. one that has the that one song. that has that song yeah, yeah. That and I think that's basically it. Watch a few like Try Guys videos. Mm-hmm. Have you watched any of the Try Guys, uh, like compare videos where they try to see like which chain does the best custom yes. birthday cake or whatever? Yes,
1: I have. I saw the one where they sent Zach to get his face made in sandwich into a sandwich, yeah. yeah. And the assistant guy, Miles, was like in full
0: goth gear. Uh-huh. That cracked me the fuck yeah, it was up. Funny. I love that, man. Yeah, they just put up one the other day of like which place does the best uh custom makeover. hmm It's hilarious. <laughs> you gotta check that one out. You <laughs> definitely gotta check it out. Really good times. Love them try guys. Yeah, they're funny. Love that Joker. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve, the subject of our show today. What it is. It is going to be preview. The ni- uh, 19 and 2017, as it's called. 19, 19 and, and 2017. 2017. Version
1: of Stephen King's It Part 1. We because 19,000 we- years into the future. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out they remade it again. Yeah, again. <laughs> and we're reviewing
0: it. <laughs> and this, of course, is in anticipation of It Part 2. Yeah. Coming out here really soon, which I am very stoked about. Me too.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see the conclusion of this. I remember in the book, and in the 1990 it miniseries, the kid part is the best part. Yes. So they got an uphill climb. It they do. Seems. They do. And, and
0: you know this is this is really um, it's going to be fighting the same problems as the original mi- miniseries because the kids yeah. are just so charismatic. Yeah. And you just automatically care about them and are worried about them because they're kids. Yeah. And so then like the OG really dropped the ball when it came to the adult parts. I mean, I think that pretty much universally all of us that watched that when we were kids and stuff and remember how great and scary it was. Other
1: than Mike. Mike yeah. is probably the only good casting in there where it really fit the... Feels right. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: I think that pretty much universally everybody that goes back
1: and re-watches it mm. is like... Yeah, really, just the first
0: part was good. Yeah. Even the director said he hated the second yeah. part, you know? So <laughs> hopefully the
1: new one writes uh, those wrongs and can pull it off. Considering it's run time, I'm assuming they are going to get more into the background, and I really do hope they get into Cosmic Turtles. Okay, that's something that I'm really wondering yeah. about. Because this, this movie does a lot more background exposition than the miniseries did it does though it doesn't do it like it's not so overt like you know you get heavy handed yeah you get ben talking about all the stuff he's been studying but it's like you kind of pick up a lot of things from him looking at those books and stuff like it's not said out loud it's just in the book if you pay attention you learn like you know about this easter explosion or even, you know you hear him talk about the 91 people who signed the charter and then disappeared mm-hmm. like That's all interesting stuff. You want to be able to... Because if Pennywise has been doing this every 27 years, you want to be able to trace it somewhat like yeah. what else has he done yeah,
0: yeah yeah and they didn't really go into that in the original no, mini-series they today Mm-mm. and of course we reviewed the original miniseries
1: on episode blah, 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 blah. yeah back in the day really early on i think we did it right before it, yeah it was before it the original the part one came out so, so 2017 yeah like august or september maybe? i think
0: so yeah so that probably been in the in the, maybe the 20s or something yeah, like that early days wise. yeah uh-huh. early in the youth of the show when we, when we were we just kids like this oh my god steve i got a pube this week did you get a pube Uh,
1: uh, yeah totally i Uh -uh. got like five of them oh my god (laughs) what's happening to my voice? (laughs) i belong on the island of misfit toys
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you know steve one of the things that this movie really did very well is smash people's expectations about the recasting of Tim Curry's iconic
1: Pennywise. Yeah.
0: Which I think we can pretty much all agree is the best part of the miniseries.
1: Yes. Tim Curry Curry. as Pennywise is amazing. A lot of things Tim Curry's in, he's the best part. Yeah,
0: Extremely true. Very, very, very true. So going into this, considering that most of us had our childhoods destroyed by Tim Curry as this scary clown. Right. The recasting of him uh, as Bill Skarsgård. Yeah was really worrisome for a lot of people. And I even remember, like, whenever they started showing production skills, uh, stills of, like, kind of that egg-headed uh-huh. uh, Pennywise the Clown, people were just like, oh, I already fucking hate this. That this looks ridiculous. Yeah, exactly.
1: Not like a guy in a clown costume. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> but,
0: you know, this movie really did shatter those expectations because he does a fantastic job. Yeah. But it's not the first time Though we've had a major, no. you know, shake up, maybe
1: controversial Hollywood uh. recast
0: that turned out pretty damn well.
1: Yes, it has happened several times. Couple And two, three. we came up with some pretty good examples. Yeah, damn right that we did. So I say before we get into our review ski of
0: itski, let's slide on into the Preview Palace ski. Welcome
1: to the Preview Palace.
0: Key. Key. And we're going to be talking about some of our favorite recasts in Hollywood history. We're not necessarily saying that these people are better than their originals yeah. or yeah, anything that's, like that.
1: We're saying it's a debate you could have. One yeah. could debate which of them is better, meaning they're on equal footing in some way. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: And also, too, that, you know, a lot of these that we're talking about kind of took a, a different spin on maybe how the original characters yeah. were portrayed, much like Skarsgård did with, with Pennywise. Yes. And it just kind of depends on what you're after out of that character.
1: Yeah, and I think the primary example of that would be Jack Nicholson's Joker and Heath Ledger's Joker.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. And this is
1: exactly the exact same situation where people were like, how could you follow up Jack Nicholson's Joker?
0: Yeah. And then whenever it was announced that it's just like, and it's the guy from fucking uh, 10 Things I Had About You. Yeah. No way this is going to be any good. Yeah. And it was.
1: Yeah. And what they both did smartly, what both Bill Skarsgård and Heath Ledger did smartly was not try to do. Yeah. Not try to be Jack Nicholson or Tim Curry to do something different. Yeah. To come at it from a completely different angle. Um, And in fact, Heath Ledger's Joker inspired Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise. Wow. So I can completely see that now that you mention it.
0: And you know, the other important thing that I think both of those guys did is they tried to make the version of that character that works for the movie that they're in. Right. Because even though Tim Curry's uh, Pennywise was obviously amazing and Uh terrifying, if you had him in that costume... Acting like movie? that same way, yeah, going yeah. kiss
1: me, fat boy. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be the same. It
0: wouldn't really work. And
1: yeah. this is a much darker film than the 1990 miniseries. Exactly, where you could see a guy dressed as Bozo the Clown, and he can also be menacing.
0: Yeah, and right.
1: then meanwhile, if you put Skarsgård's, uh you know,
0: Pennywise, yeah, in the original, it'd be like, fit. why is this so fucked <laughs> up? You know, and I feel the same way about the portrayal of Jack Nicholson's Joker versus Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to say which one is better because they're both so perfectly suited for right. their movie. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. Jack Nicholson uh, fits perfectly into a Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. It's a
0: little wackadoo. It's still yeah. like kind of comic booky. You know, it's it's allowed to be over the top, especially when you had Batman being so stoic and serious. It made sense to have this foil that was ridiculous and zany and yeah. crazy like Jack Nicholson played him
1: yeah i think uh, i think both of them were able to play off of their own batman which is another good recast yeah going from george clooney to what's his name oh what's his face oh, a christian Vale. Christian Bale. but
0: you know we've had a lot of other batmans throughout yeah. bat history i don't think i've ever asked you this who is your batman
1: What's the guy? The voice of Batman from Kevin Conroy. Yeah, Kevin Conroy.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the best. Honestly. Yeah,
1: he's my favorite Batman. Yeah. Uh I mean I think two out of four Batman in the movies. Five. Five. We got it. Oh Ben Affleck I think is good though. Honestly. I think dude, he plays well as a yeah. grizzled Batman. I think he does a good job. So I think I think three out of the five and George Clooney wasn't bad Man. as as um Bruce Wayne. But as Batman, he just didn't have an edge. He was yeah. too smooth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Val Kilmer is kind of the opposite, where it's like, yeah. well,
0: I don't know. He wasn't really good as Batman. He smiled. You're not allowed to smile yeah, as Batman. Yeah, he smiled too much. Yeah, he just shouldn't have been
1: Batman, really. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. He was a great actor, and they wanted a great actor in the role, but yeah, they could have cast better. I maintain that if Affleck had himself a good
0: movie to be Batman in... yeah. I think that he would be good. Yeah, he would have been great. I yeah. don't. I think they're moving away from him. though. Yeah, I think they? he's yeah. out. If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken,
1: that's a shame. Yeah, yeah,
0: it is. Because mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen that. You know, given a chance. But you're right, Kevin Conroy. Still probably the best. He's man. so fucking awesome. Yeah. So fucking cool, man. What about a Spider Man? Let's keep going with well, the Yeah, this that's easy. That's
1: an easy one. Tom Holland is a huge improvement on Easily both previous Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Garfield and Creepy Guy. Toby
0: Maguire. Toby Maguire, uh-huh. dude. I never liked the Toby Maguire as Peter Parker yeah, in Spider Man. Like he was Emily just too creepy either. and weird. Like,
1: I liked him. I liked him, but I get I get what you're saying. He does come across a le- like he's less funny. Mm -hmm. than the spider-man we're all used to
0: yeah because like he's plucky and quippy and it's like yeah yeah, he's nerdy but he's not a total outcast and weirdo you know and that's what tom holland is doing such a good job of is he's a cool likable kid yeah that's not you know captain of the football team or anything yeah and he's a dork but then he's so great as Uh spider-man uh-huh god i hope i hope they work out all these issues we talked about in the last episode i think they will yeah They'll come to their senses at some point. Uh, one more comic book one that I want to talk about. Here. Let's go into that X-Men universe here for a little Man, while. Let's talk for
1: a little bit about a number of X-Men characters because they've all been recast. Yeah. Basically, except for Wolverine. Except for Wolverine. Yeah. That's going
0: to be one dude where they're going to have that, a hard yeah, time. That's
1: going to be real tough to beat. I just don't see... Hugh Jackman being replaced by anyone and do anyone doing it as well as he did. No, but I hope it does happen.
0: I hope so too, man. Uh, He did an amazing job especially somebody who's like two feet too tall to be that character right because wolverine's not very tall yeah he's a little fella yeah and hugh jackman is gigantic yeah but god he did such a good job but dude i loved what they did with the young and old iterations of professor
1: xavier yeah he both him and magneto james mcavoy and uh what's his crotch uh, Fast Michael, Michael Fastbender. Fastbender, yeah. I mean, because it was it, that was the thing where it was like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. You can't beat that. I mean, those are two like motherfuckers right there. Yeah, and and they play the friendship well because they're actually friends and like they're able to do it extremely well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when James McAvoy and Michael, I mean, James, hearing James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender are going to take over the roles, it was like intriguing because it's like oh, well, they're both good actors, but they did a really good job of basically mimicking the relationship that was being portrayed by Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen yeah
0: I agree man I it's totally great. agree I thought they did a great job with it even though some of those movies aren't necessarily the best no they never yeah. did bad in them and too, no dude, they're you know, good I'll even say that I love Patrick Stewart being recast as a very different professor X Mm. In the Wolverine movie.
1: Yeah, he's definitely go- gone through some stuff. Yeah, his yeah. like powers yep. are going all fucked yeah. up, and he's kind of losing his mind a little bit. Uh-huh.
0: I even liked him recasting his own character in a much yeah. different light. That was nice. God, Patrick Stewart is he's just so good. a king of I'm excited of for the
1: Picard series.
0: Oh, yeah, um, they're doing that, right?
1: Yeah. The, another person in those movies, though, that was a, a good lateral move is moving from Rebecca Irvine to jennifer lawrence yeah as mystique, as mystique. yeah that's right because rebecca romaine looked so much like the mystique, mystique you saw in the comic books. totally man but totally. they didn't let her talk much no uh uh-uh, no but she did such a great job with it but then jennifer lawrence comes along and she has you know a ton of personality so what are you gonna do make her be quiet that'd yeah be ridiculous really. that'd yeah. be like uh, making a deadpool with ryan reynolds and then removing his mouth <laughs>
0: I don't know who would do that. Some oh, idiot, Jesus probably. Christ, man. You know, again, that's another deal where it's like we got that character twice and the second time around was yeah. infinitely
1: yeah. fucking That was better. a good recast. Changing from listening to that idiot at Fox to oh, listening man. to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, let's get this. Let's get this
0: right. I'm trying to remember in that very first one where he was in that Wolverine movie. Was it Ryan Reynolds? hmm. Dude, like in my head, it was so bad. It wasn't even Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Holy shit! So they yeah. had him in it and they fucked it up. Yeah, and
1: he, the man who would wanted to play the character for so long knew everything about Deadpool. Oh man, and he then had to they be just pissed. fuck it up. Yeah, he had to be pissed. I bet. Wow. He was pissed enough to keep pursuing making a Deadpool movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> now he's done made two of them, uh-huh.
0: and they're fucking great.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm wondering how they're gonna bring him into the MCU, and I really hope it is stuff where he's just like. Like, he's talking about the other movies and shit, like, yeah. pointing out, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I knew the other guy or something. Like, Just might, keep it totally scoped out, like, yeah. third wall kind of thing, And everybody's right? just, like, confused. By, yeah. like, who's he talking what, to? That's what it's like <laughs> in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's just like, this guy's fucking crazy. Well, if you think about it, early on with the Deadpool story,
0: didn't he have a lot of interactions with X-Force? Yeah. Which, they're yeah. doing an X-Force thing, aren't they? If they I'm not are. mistaken.
1: Yes, they are doing X-Force. They're gonna, you know, all the people that we saw, Cable... Uh, Domino, etc. Hopefully, some more people. Colossus again. Fucking Colossus was so fun in so Deadpool great. too. So great. negasonic teenage warhead, and hopefully they'll introduce some more. You know, because they introduced all those X-Force characters and then killed them, mm-hmm. which was funny. <laughs> Dude, But they all like star. the lamest characters, <laughs> yeah.
0: God, I love those Deadpool movies so... It's like making me want to like watch it again, yeah. and it's just been maybe six months or so. Yeah,
1: well, you might as well watch it with the Fred Savage opening thing. I might as yeah. well. Yeah. There's, There's no reason that, not to, that's man. That's a funny one, yeah. I think that like as this beer is getting less cold, it's getting better. Yeah, a little bit warmer, making it taste a little bit stronger. Yeah, it's
0: like I can kind of taste all the flavors that are in there now. Yeah. I'm very okay with it's good it. stuff.
1: Way to go. This is the first time I've had a Coney
0: Island brewing. Yeah. And I don't think so. I've ever had anything of theirs before too. Cool. Way to go guys. Yeah. Let's jump over to another fictional universe. Oh, which one? That's had a little bit of recasting. Mm-hmm. What do you know about the most feared wizard in the wizarding world? Which one? I'm
1: talking about Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah. Now some people will disagree with me on this, uh, but I think it was a not only uh, a good move yeah. to To have this new Dumbledore. but like, It was obviously not a choice. I was,
0: was going to say, if they would have cast yeah. a dead guy, it would have been a pretty stiff performance. Yeah.
1: I just don't <laughs> think Richard Harris would have been able to do all the stuff that Dumbledore does in the later movies. I, I agree. Because he mostly just sits. In the first two movies.
0: Yeah, and is old. And is old, yeah. Like, could you imagine Richard Harris Dumbledore, like, being fed poison? Being like, (laughs) feed
1: me more poison, Harry. You must continue feeding me poison. (laughs) It wouldn't really have worked, I don't think. Yeah, it would have been tough. But I I understand why people dislike other Dumbledore. What's his name? Uh, fuck. How did I forget? Yeah, I know. Damn. It's Richard Harris and...
0: Dumbledore. Dumbledore.
1: Yeah. That guy. Yeah.
0: Shit. I, don't I, have I understand holding.
1: why people dislike him. If you go back and... I mean, next year we'll be talking about this movie. But That's if you right. watch that fourth movie, everybody's like, he's so angry. Just pay attention. Everybody in that movie is so angry yeah. all the time. <laughs> everybody's Everybody arrogant. in that movie. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And it's like, even if you didn't necessarily you know love his performance yeah i think it's just more of like the dialogue and stuff he was Mm. michael Gambin. michael Gambin. there you go (laughs)
1: it's
0: one of those things i definitely should have known (laughs) (laughs) thanks beer and And margarita (laughs) but yeah definitely a a good a good step right there what about something maybe more in the horror realm we've had a lot of horror remakes that have had some horrible, awful
1: yeah. casts for sure. And, and, you know, I wanted to avoid any of the Jason change-ups or whatever. Yeah, or to me It's just like, mm, is anyone really terrible as Jason? I guess the guy in the second movie. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. He kind of played him as a coward. <laughs> but... Um, really clumsy fellow with bad but, depth perception. Yeah. When you look at Maniac and you look at, you know, the difference between Joe Spinell and Elijah Wood, which is like... Joe Spinell was uh, chubby, sweaty. He looked like a guy you'd be a little worried about.
0: Yeah, he's the kind of guy that if you saw him, you know, at the grocery store or whatever, you'd be like, that guy's fucking creeping me out.
1: But Elijah Wood, he's a kind of short guy. He's skinny. Clean cut. just cute looking dude. Yeah, you're not going to be afraid of him. So it really changed the way that maniac kind of came across to me and actually made it gross to me. Yeah. With Joe Spinell, I was able to distance myself and be like oh well, that's not me i'm not really that guy yeah but then i with elijah Wood, it's like hey, kind of more like him and i jesus i would not do what he's doing right now and it made you feel like more of a connection more grossed out by it yeah totally yeah
0: yeah i know what you mean because you can you can watch joe spinnell's performance and be like you know you've never been friends with that person yeah <laughs> because i guy's creeped you out but then with elijah woods it's like I've known people and yep. been friends with people that could have been doing all this stuff all along because he just seems so ordinary right. and normal
1: and likable, but then has this fucked up private yeah. life. Both. I mean, that that's awesome. Yeah. Both of those movies are worth watching. I mean, they're fucking disgusting. Oh, yeah. Not a feel good movie but, uh, yeah, at all. If you like horror movies, they're definitely worth watching. Yeah, definitely.
0: We should do the the Elijah Wood one on the show sometime. We should. We, we yeah. did the
1: OG yeah. like a
0: while back. Uh-huh.
1: And uh, that that newer one is pretty decent. Pretty decent and pretty brutal. Like, just... Yeah, it made me feel gross. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not that the original didn't. Oh, yeah. They both make you feel gross. For sure, man.
0: What do you think about maybe some Star Trek? We've had some Star Trek remakes and stuff. Everybody loves their original cast and stuff there. I think
1: Zachary Quinto, for sure, did a great fucking job. I think so, too. Chris Pine. I think he. And Chris Pine's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Zoe Saldana is Uhura. She's, yeah, she's, she's great. Got more like strength to her. Not that Uhura was ever weak, but Zoe Saldana's more like direct. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, like all the
0: recasting in that works and makes sense because, I mean, I've never really watched Star Trek that much. Right. But it's like I know vague characters of what the characters should be and yeah. what they look like and what they act like. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the new movies have done a really good job of casting people that fulfill yeah. my ideas of what those characters
1: yeah. act like, talk like, look like, and so on. I would say that J.J. Abrams' Star Treks are fun as a person who loves Star Trek can say that they don't fit the tone of what star trek fans are looking for it's less cerebral more yeah. stuff blowing more up and like battles shoot and that sit. thing yeah. instead of diplomacy <laughs> like that that was that's episodes of star trek is just like you're watching a diplomacy unfold for 45 minutes and you're just like fucking riveted because patrick stewart's goddamn awesome and they they just wrote those so well that like if you're into intrigue and stuff, they're great, but there's not a lot of action, right? So the action, add the action. Pff, it's pretty fun. I enjoy it. I, I'm not one of those who says, you know, that it ruined. Like, I don't get when people say something ruined something they like. Did it make the thing you like stop existing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It still exists. Just yeah. watch the thing you like. If you don't like this remake or whatever. Uh, ignore it the one you liked is still there i don't watch the nightmare on elm street remake <laughs> yeah exactly it didn't ruin the original movie. every time i go back and watch new nightmares uh, nightmare movies like it's just like i'll just avoid that one yeah because it's not good you know while we're on the
0: subject of those epic uh sci-fi franchises i'll say too one of the best things about the prequel star wars movies mm-hmm. is the recast of obi-wan
1: ah uh, yeah He's in all three of the original trilogy, yeah. but he's, a, he's a, ghost. a ghost in two of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, he seems real meek and mild to me, and even McGregor added a lot of character to
0: it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. I thought that he did a really good job of summing up like what kind of life that guy would have lived before yeah. he became old Ben.
1: Yeah, and if he was such a great Jedi, of course he'd be a little cocky. Yeah, yeah. And he is. And he did, yeah. and he was.
0: And even, like, you get flashes of that shit, too, with old man Obi-Wan. Yeah.
1: Like, whenever it's, these are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, he's not even, like, fucking perturbed by him, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then just lowering his uh, lightsaber to let Vader kill him. He's not even, he doesn't, there's no doubt to it. He's like, I know what's going to happen. And I think they're going to start talking about what happens in those damn Force ghosts in uh, the new Star Wars. I think yeah. they're finally going to get to it. because I'm i think so. I really think that uh, what was his name? the the big bad Snoke. Snoke, Uh, yeah, Snoke. I think Snoke is gonna have influence through the Force in this movie. I think that killing him seems like just out of the blue and not like not at all good writing. But if you have plans for working on that, like idea of what these Force Ghosts are and how it is that Darth Plagueis the Wise found power through death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, maybe.
0: Well, you know, the the more that you talk about that, too, the more I'm thinking about maybe how people must have felt whenever they watched the originals, and they're like, Obi-Wan, this fucking legendary badass. He got What killed. the fuck? They
1: killed him right away. Oh, my God. I'm so mad. I'm never going to watch one of these movies again. Yeah,
0: but then he comes back, and he's in, like, all the other ones. Yeah. You know, because ultimately, in the Star Wars world the death of a jedi doesn't really mean anything
1: yeah. they just become part of the force
0: yeah, yeah. exactly so I, i'm with you i think that we're definitely gonna see snoke come back it's interesting well, especially yeah. considering that they showed so much yoda and they showed that yeah. ghost yoda can interact with the physical right. world and shit exactly it's they, like you set it up you've really made it mm-hmm. appear that dying just makes you unkillable yeah that's really all that death does to a Jedi. So I'm with you. I think we're definitely going to see more of that. Maybe even some uh some some Luke Skywalker
1: yeah. in there too. I mean, I'm assuming with the title Yeah. The, yeah that there's going to be something there. <laughs> yeah. What about uh what about one more here, Steve? Just How do you feel about
0: the casting of a legendary, wonderful woman as another
1: very wonderful woman? I'm talking about a Wonder Woman. Yeah, um Linda Carter would be I mean, people from the 70s, especially who enjoyed the Wonder Woman show, mm-hmm. that's their Wonder Woman, yeah. Linda Carter. Very handsome lady. Yeah. Yeah. She spins around, becomes Wonder Woman. Yeah. Got that lasso. It's great. Then we get a Gal Gadot for these yeah. new ones. And it's, yeah, she's she's so fucking good, though. Like I know. She's awesome. I like that she has an accent. Mm-hmm. That actually helps me believe more. Because, like, Diana Prince has always been... uh shown as this American basically yeah, why and it's like she's from an island off of Greece <laughs> She's probably gonna have an accent probably gonna have a little bit of yeah. an accent there yeah
0: that is one of those things that I kind of took for granted that I was like oh yeah duh she should have an accent yeah of course. So it was
1: perfect choice and gosh she those movies like I, I think there's some lack of creativity in the the first one because it so closely mimics the first captain america yeah.
0: after you pointed that out i was like yeah yeah it
1: really does but she's fucking badass in them. Like, oh yeah she's totally. so good in it Kicks so much ass she's yeah. great man
0: yeah we've had ourselves our fair share of hollywood recast letdowns but they've not all been bad so just no. remember the next time that you see one of your favorite characters getting replayed by a different actor Mm -hmm. trying to remember the successes that we've had remember the Heath
1: Ledgers remember the Bill Skarsgård this is all set up because we're both going to be replaced by new hosts (laughs) yeah <laughs> so look forward. to Yeah, it, you know they'll use saying. our
0: names, but they'll be different. <laughs> well, Steve, I think it's about time we get down here to business and let's start talking about it from 19 and 2017. 19 and 2017. Now, we of course watched this in the theaters multiple yeah. times. Yeah, you yeah saw, I saw it like a a couple 3 times, times uh-huh. I think. I think I just saw it one time. Yeah. When it came out and i could have sworn that we did a mini episode on this but we did not but we didn't it's one of those rare post 2012 mandela effect things. yeah
1: <laughs> i think maybe on some episode we just talked a good bit about it i think so maybe i think so
0: yeah because like you saw it then i saw it then yeah. you saw it again yeah. and it's like i'm pretty sure we must have talked at length about it sometime <laughs> after it came out in 2017 yeah. again would have been early days of the show but I really, really loved it, and I watched it again whenever it came on streaming a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? Still really like it. Yeah. But, you know, this time I was watching it for the show and stuff with a more critical eye. Yeah. Searching for some little flaws and stuff here and there. What's wrong here? I'm going to pull on that thread. Yeah, let's just yank on that thing. Mm-hmm. Let's destroy that sweater. Take that. Pull that thread as I walk away. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch that thing unravel. It'll soon be naked. Line Line on the floor. On the floor. It's going down. <laughs> Remember when Weezer was good?
1: Yeah. It was great too. Like Blue album dude. And Pinkerton. Yeah, glad you mentioned Pinkerton. It's been, I mean, it's been, been a while since I mentioned that
0: while There was a period where it's like somewhere like on every other episode of yeah. like, Kill like
1: Pinkerton. Yeah, Pinkerton.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Before I get much deeper into this, I feel like I need to get deep on a poll. Oh yeah! <laughs> it's about time for pull number dose. What do we <laughs> got over here, Steve? Let's
1: get real deep on a pull. We got a little this brown sugar. Yeah, I don't know that we've ever done this on the show though. This I don't think is we have. one of it's a go-to. I have a, I have a story about this. Basically, when Emily and I moved to LA, we didn't have anywhere to stay, and. Um, we hopped around on some couches and stuff until... Wait, which Randy Newman song are you quoting right now? We hopped around on couches and stuff. We didn't have a place to stay. We moved to LA. Had <laughs> nowhere to stay. That's a pretty good Randy yeah. Newman, actually. Yeah, yeah. I found out you
0: have to stick your chin
1: out really fast when you Kind of like uh, you're deaf in like one ear. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? We finally found a place to stay for a few months with some guys in highland park who and party animals still great friends of mine and one of the guys we were staying with vicente he really into beer works in brewing now and uh he had a one of those large bottles of the brown sugar and Mm -hmm. he was like "Uh, you like um lagunitas and i was like well at this time like we were just coming from tennessee and all they had here was the ipa and the Czech pilsner oh yeah. yeah the first lagunitas i ever had was the Czech pilsner yeah uh, so those are the only two I'd had. And I was like, yeah, the IPA is really good. And he was like, oh, it's all you've ever had? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And he was like, well, sit down. And he like poured down s- some brown sugar. And I was like, dude, what? And he just so started good. introducing me to all the different types of Lagunitas. Fell in love. So really glad that uh, Lamar brought us some brown sugar. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites, man. Uh, anybody that listens to the show knows that we love ourselves a lot. Yeah. Of I think you've proclaimed this to be your favorite. Uh, The brown sugar, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I let's see, I like that Prohibition shutdown. Oh, Oh. dude, the shutdown so good. That's what we've
0: not done on the show either. No,
1: oh, it's great. That That Dark Swan
0: is the Uh shit. Little something, something is is good. Right, the one I usually get at like the grocery store is at Maximus. (laughs) I love the that one we have
1: done. We did the sock socket to me. Yeah, Sleepaway Camp episode.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know why particularly I remember that. Probably just because I love Sleepway Camp yeah. so much, man. socket To me is
1: good. It's been a while since I had one of these, man. That is so fucking Treats good. Treats You Right is it like mm-hmm. drinking a blanket. It's it's like drinking brown sugar soda, basically. But mm-hmm. the thing yeah, that dude. I I'm always Mm. Re- like just perplexed by is this is 10 percent alcohol oh god
0: <laughs> what have we done i didn't know this is 10 percent yeah holy cow 10%. so it's this like seven something we already had a margarita with yeah. like two and shots 10 beer whoo man yeah this episode gonna get silly mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't believe that's 10 percent i know you can't taste it's it it's so all. smooth mm-hmm. but it's also not got that like overly sugary,
1: thick, heavy no, thing going on. it just a has a good brown sugar flavor to it yeah but it's yeah I, I i don't know what other beer to compare it to no honestly now that i think about it and that that waldo's that they make uh-huh. is like
0: this on but, fucking bonk. bath salts yeah you know because <laughs> yeah. i think it, it's like 13 or 14 yes it is waldo it's gigantic man yeah
1: it's got a lot of flavor
0: man god bless a laganitas dude one day we'll just do like a list of our top five laganitas beers one day we'll, we'll just fly Worship at their feet, I guess. Maybe we do that, man. That'd be all right by me. So,
1: we have seen this movie multiple times. Yeah. And I got to ask you did it hold up upon repeat Mm. viewings? Yeah, I've seen it. Let's see. I saw it twice in the theaters. Yeah. I've watched it twice with my wife, and I watched it three times for this. And each time, I was still like, "This is a good movie."
0: I watched it six times. Six times. Six I watched times. That movie. I watched it.
1: <laughs> Says Doctor Loomis. Uh-huh. Wow, man! So that's a lot of repeat views. Yeah, and each time, I'll be honest. I mostly just caught more stuff I liked mm, instead wow. of catching stuff that I thought was a flaw. I mean, I caught some stuff that we'll definitely talk about, but it mostly just got better each time. Mm-hmm. Where it's like this really works that fits this is perfect like there's there's not a lot to complain about i really enjoy it i really really do man it's like it's not it's not perfect
0: and if your be all end all is the original tv series for one you're a very strange person you are an odd
1: person yeah yeah
0: but you know if you're just so devoted to the og then yeah there's going to be stuff in here that doesn't quite meet your expectations i guess but Maybe just open your mind up a little bit and enjoy something new, you yeah. know.
1: The kids got a good bit more edge to them than the original miniseries, yeah. Which you know, back then, you know, what nineteen ninety
0: television, yeah, they couldn't have kids saying fuck and stuff, right? On it, you know, <laughs> but that is what
1: kids were saying, yeah, and exactly. still are saying, yeah, yeah. The minute that your kid gets out of the house, he says fuck, he says fuck all the Every, time. Everyone know this. Your child walks out of the house and just goes fuck shit, shitty, ha. shitty, fuck, dick. <laughs> as soon as i leave the house
0: <laughs> absolutely so now steve there is a fuck ton of information about this movie out there if you check out the yes, wikipedia that's, or the IMDb that was trivia, actually
1: this is the first time i've had sort of option paralysis with research where it was just yeah, like dude i could listen to so many interviews i could watch all this stuff and then it was just like to me well since that all that's out there why do i need to convey it again Somebody can listen to it. There you go. There's stuff that we can talk about that no one else is talking about. Ooh, I like that very much. I
0: do enjoy that. Yeah, if you want to learn about the history of this movie, uh, you don't have to look very far, (laughs) man. It's almost as if they knew. They're like, let's document all of this shit because this movie is going to break... Every record ever. It yeah. made more money, I think, than any
1: horror movie in theaters ever has. It made like seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, and I this will be one of the most iconic horror movies looking back on the two thousand tens. In the future oh, people will be like, What were the best horror movies in two thousand tens? Get out. Yeah, get out. Um, this what else? The Witch. Hereditary. Hereditary. Oh, dude, P oh, The Witch is technically two thousand nine, so we'll out, yeah. Speaking of hereditary, man, dude.
0: I was scrolling through Instagram the other day, and somebody put up a, a you know just a little little meme video, mm-hmm. and I can't even remember what the subject of it was. It was over on Forty Deuce's page. Forty Deuce is a really fun follow, especially if you're into like uh, yeah music stuff. Uh-huh. But it was something that he put up the other day, and again, it was just some weird meme video kind of thing, but it had a soundtrack going with it. And for some reason, immediately after I watched this like whatever ten or fifteen second long video, I just felt. Awful. I huh. was like, I was like, why do I feel so fucking weird right now? And like, unsettled and disturbed. And then I, I thought about it for like five seconds and I was like, oh, it's because he put the ending music from Hereditary in this video. <laughs> Just as like the bells yeah. and like, there's like a big sweeping horn <laughs> melody and stuff. Yeah. I didn't even recognize it as Hereditary at first, but it seriously gave me like full blown like PTSD. Like, <laughs> I'm back. Why do I feel so fucked up right now? It's because he put hereditary music in his fucking video. Awesome. My God. God, what a movie that is. Good Lord, man.
1: Can't wait to cover Midsummer eventually with a full. uh, Because that movie had so much going on in it that I just gave up trying to write it down. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, okay. I will get back to this. I can't wait to see what Ari Aster does in the future. Yeah. Good Lord. He's going to give us a lot of good stuff.
0: But yeah, whenever this movie came out, I think that, I think the budget for it was like 30, 35 million dollars. It was 35 million dollars. That's not that much. No, it's not. By Hollywood standards, especially when you're talking about remaking something extremely iconic and swinging for the fences with it and hoping that it really, you know, hits big. And then it turns around and makes
1: close to a billion dollars. Holy shit. Yeah, that was unexpected for them, for sure. Especially, like, uh, Stephen King adaptations can go well, like they've made money in the past, but people were, of course, wary about going to see, one, a remake of something that people that liked it already liked, Mm -hmm. and two, another Stephen King title that... May bomb. Well, the thing is, too, though, is I think that back then, whenever you had people go and watch Stephen King adaptations,
0: which, hey, speaking of some of the best Stephen King adaptations, uh, here's a, segue a video for you right tomorrow. Here. That's right, over on our YouTube channel. We don't talk about it enough, but we also have an award-deserving YouTube channel. It's true. That's, that's true. Right. And we just need a couple dozen more subs, and we can put out a custom URL for it. That's you know backslash yeah. dead and lovely. But yeah. for right now, we're just shy of a thousand subscribers. If you're listening to this, even if you don't even intend to ever watch the YouTube videos or whatever,
1: yeah, go subscribe.
0: Anyway. Just do us a favor. Yeah. It's it's not going to cost you anything. It just takes you a second. Just subscribe. Get us over thousands. So we can have a custom URL so that the people that want to find the videos and stuff. Can find them on there. We also put um, uploads of the podcast and stuff on there too. Oh yeah, we always um, are the yeah we always
1: put the new episode up and then an episode from our backlog up on. Uh, used to be Mondays. I moved it to Fridays because something's gonna be coming out on Mondays in Woo. a few weeks. That's right. Super secret. Mm-hmm. Shh, it's a secret. Don't
0: tell. Don't
1: tell everyone.
0: But yeah, we're putting up a video about our top five Stephen King adaptations on mm. there, so be sure to check that out. But anyway, back in the day, I think whenever you know we were getting all these adaptations of Stephen King flicks, like uh, or sorry, books like Pet Sematary and shit yeah. like that. Probably most of the people that were going to see them were like. Nerds that read books. Yeah, they're Stephen King fans. Yeah, exactly. This is kind of before horror became a little bit more mainstream. I mean, this is in an age where you couldn't even imagine the Walking Dead being viewed by families all over the fucking country, uh you know? That being appointment television for families. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I think it kind of goes to show you what happens when you have a generation of kids, you know, like that, like our age in the 80s, that got absolutely mortified by the IT TV series. They get older they have kids, and then this thing comes out, I'm sure they probably just wanted to inflict that on their kids and be like, oh, you gotta watch it. It's a remake of this thing that scared the shit yeah. out of me when I was a kid.
1: And they'll go see it, and they'll bring their kids, and so on. You know? Well, I, I mean, the second time I went in the theater was with my niece. There and you go. Case uh, in she point. had a great time. Yeah. She had real fun with it. So, like, you know, that's one of those things that people people forget that when they were kids and they watched the original It, they weren't having nightmares about Pennywise while watching him they were probably laughing and being like yeah that's silly whatever and then it just seeps into your brain yeah and sticks there no doubt so like you know yeah we all when we were kids were like ha 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 this is funny or whatever but then you go to sleep and you have the nightmare and it (laughs) fucking sticks with you forever no
0: doubt yeah and not only did this break all kinds of you know horror movie records just r-rated movie records yes it's that next is a to, big deal. Is it next to Deadpool 2 as the highest it's grossing rated really, yeah. movie? And dude, that's just one of those dumb fucking things, man. You see these imaginary standards out yeah, there. Yeah, they don't You make see these sense. bullshit standards that, oh, we got to make it PG-13 or else nobody else will go see it. Fucking horse shit, You know? Yeah. You hear this in the music industry. It's like, oh, songs have to be verse, chorus, verse, chorus in three minutes. Mm-hmm. And you're in the first chorus within the first 30 seconds of the song in order for it yeah. to be a hit. Sit down next time you're listening to like uh, Basically any popular Guns N' Roses song Yeah How the fuck does that song go? Please break down the structure of Welcome to the Jungle for me Like is that a verse chorus song? No. no dude sweet child of mine is like six and a half minutes long it is people don't like formulas no, november like, rains like 10 minutes isn't yeah it? and it follows no structure no but it's, it's a very great song instrument. yeah and everybody <laughs> fucking knows it and everybody sings the guitar solo yeah it has like a like a two minute long instrumental section of in the yeah. fucking song you know people don't like formulas people like things that are made well and yeah. made with passion
1: yeah formulas are just uh, a corporation way of trying to break down success like yeah. they think okay well these movies were successful and these are the things they had in common so we need to have those things in common with our movie it's
0: breaking art down into an algorithm of what should work yeah. and sometimes
1: know? that works not that it makes a good product but sometimes it works for them they actually make money off of it so they keep pursuing it that way oh yeah there's plenty of good songs
0: that are verse chorus first chorus. sure I mean, basically every acdc
1: mm-hmm. song other than thunderstruck they all sound basically
0: the same <laughs> yeah and they're great <laughs> yeah so this movie definitely destroyed everybody's expectations and uh, there was a long road leading up to getting this thing made. It's not necessarily one of those ones that sat in development
1: hell, like yeah. we hear about movies sitting in. But it
0: took some time to get the wheels
1: moving. Yeah, with this a lot thing. of people like uh, development hell. It usually is about a, a decade. Once once a movie's been in pre production for a, a decade, or just Doomed. not even not even hit pre production, just bought and shelved, shelved. Yeah, yeah. You're you're basically in production hell. This Starting in 2009 with David Kajganich and his, his script, or beginnings of a script, mm-hmm. uh, it, it went to Kerry Fukunaga, and later that year, he worked on it from 2009 to like 2000. 15 I think
0: and that's the guy that did true detective season yeah he one, directed right?
1: every episode of true detective season phenomenal. one Phenomenal, so fucking holy good.
0: shit so I I yeah. really would have loved to seen his take on this
1: I would too he he had apparently a much darker take and a, a completely different cast except for Finn Wolfhard Finn Wolfhard is Ooh. the only one who survived wow. from, made the cut yeah dang
0: dude and he, I saw too where he apparently like changed the names of a bunch of the characters and stuff? Yeah,
1: he had he had gone a little rogue, I guess, and that was... And then, like, I'm not sure what all happened to make him step away. I know he was busy, but also it seems like maybe there were some clashes with the studio. There was some conflicts somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. Yeah, and then the studio brought in Andy Muschietti, who did Mama, which is a movie that is, like, a four for me, I would say. Like, watching it, it, it was just like, it's not good it's not terrible but it's not good it's got some interesting effects and Jessica Chastain with short dark hair is adorable
0: okay yeah yeah
1: but it, I wasn't a huge fan so I was a little skeptical of this movie when I heard he was going to be directing it
0: yeah didn't the Duffer brothers from uh, Stranger Things also get talked about at some point in here about I don't know. taking over did they I want to say somewhere in there I read that they were Maybe they had pitched a script about a remake huh. or something like that but they I shut mean, it down. I mean
1: obviously the Duffer brothers should get uh, any chance they want with any Stephen King property. They've shown that they can yeah do it and handle it. But, but this they, was pretty also, Things. before that get a shot at an X-Men movie. Oh my god, please. I really hope I mean I I think Stranger Things will end in season 5 I and at that point i'd love for marvel to bring them on to bring the x-men into the mcu
0: dude could you imagine if they did a gen x movie it'd be great
1: they'd be fucking awesome fun. at just it deal yes. with all the
0: young x-men yeah. and stuff that would be amazing yeah <laughs> i'd be way on board with that but yeah like i i think i read again maybe i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure i read that they had pitched a script or something like that but That's it so just didn't get approved yeah but this is also pre-stranger things i mean i think yeah. that if if they would have put their idea out there after they proved their mm-hmm. worth of Stranger Things, it would have been like unquestionably Oh yeah. You guys Everybody get to do this movie. Yeah, they would have
1: been beaten down their door. I, I think it's a good thing that the Duffer brothers basically are just sticking to Stranger Things because once you get into other projects, the main project starts getting gonna weaker suffer. yeah
0: Yeah, yeah. I hope that they I hope they round that series out and mm. then move on and do other amazing things. There's a lot of things I could see them redoing and just doing like the work that should have been done. Yeah original like Pat Cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> ah, that remake. I wish I wish good, that had man. been good. I really do. It is not good. It's not good at all. But yeah, so we got uh so we, we finally finalized our director. Things were moving right along. Yeah. Uh
1: great cast. They yes. brought in Bill Skarsgard who really took like a uh a, a lot of work to make sure that he one wasn't trying to imitate Tim Curry. And was able to be something separate On his own And trying to make Pennywise Less um, Fun Mm -hmm. Like to take Because Tim Curry's still a little bit fun He's still making jokes And He's clowny Clowny Yeah Whereas Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise Is more of the Scary Type of clown Like A clown that has a very dark edge to them That just doesn't Like Their jokes and what you find funny don't mesh <laughs> like right what he thinks is funny is killing a child and ripping their arm off what you know we think is funny is probably not that right
0: not uh, it kind of depends on context really. all right knock knock yeah
1: Rip off arm.
0: <laughs> See, it
1: works, right? That's yes. a good one. That's yeah, a good that one. context. A good one. Knock, is key. Knock, knock, rip off arm. Yeah, exactly. It's very, very different. Stop knocking on, on my fucking door.
0: <laughs> but you know the thing about it is, is like I think if you're comparing the two Pennywises, whereas okay, at the end of the original It series, mm-hmm. where this just like what the fuck? It's this crab alien. you right. What? Uh huh. It's so. Strange and it catches you yeah. off guard so much because I think the whole movie he had played what just seemed almost like a John Wayne Gacy yeah sadistic clown was right. like I act silly and I wear clown's makeup and stuff but I like killing children right and that was scary but the way that Scarsgard plays Pennywise in this uh huh is very very different I it's think he's predatorial yeah. and to me he seems like. He is some sort of predator. Of course, we find out later on that he's a, an alien form right. and stuff, not in this movie.
1: Yeah, they don't say that directly, but we do, I mean, when he opens his mouth and she sees the deadlights and yeah. shit. Like you can tell he's not, not normal. This, yeah. He ain't right. Right.
0: He ain't the boy ain't right. Exactly. But in this, he seems to me more like, like I said, some sort of predatory animal or mm-hmm. alien that is disguising itself yeah he's
1: it's it's like as a, lure. a human yeah he's like drawing in the kids but like you can tell it just with his first uh conversation with georgie where like he's using like the the clown guys in the talking about the circus to lure Ger- georgie in but whenever like he stops talking like his eyes float off and like he's drooling yeah and stuff. dude like, he's not, he's not engaged in this conversation with Georgie. He's using it to get Georgie close.
0: because well, he doesn't really understand how human interactions yeah. work. I even like the fact that he's wearing that almost Victorian-era clown uh-huh. suit. Well, it's like, yeah,
1: it's the one you see in, like, the picture of him, the drawn yeah. picture of him from the 1800s. Yeah, yeah.
0: which just shows you, too, like, more history about the character. It's like, he crash-landed here however long ago right. and was like, I don't know what would work at attracting kids so I can prey upon them. I don't know, clowns. They, they sure, like clowns. They all seemed to like that yeah so he took on the appearance of this thing and never updated it like let's mm. say like the tim curry clown looked like right. an 80s bozo yeah, clown. Like bozo yeah yeah and in this it's like he's not kept up with the times yeah or anything like
1: that he's just i don't know this works human kids enjoy this look i mean even in the 90s with tim curry as a clown i know that they gave everybody their fear of clowns or whatever But it wasn't like before that everybody was clamoring for clowns. Yeah, bring in the clowns already. They were pretty much gone out of the, like, nobody was like, let's go to the circus in 1990. (laughs) I don't think so. That wasn't a thing we did. Mm -mm. So, like, yeah, like, Tim Curry would have been already outdated. So the idea that they made him updated but still outdated doesn't make sense. To have him be just OG clown, he's, of course, outdated. But he can still lure kids in with how goofy and silly he talks, and how he looks funny, his head's a little big, you know, yeah, all those things make a kid feel a little more comfortable because kids kids are freaked out by people who look too different, but people who look a little funny and maybe talk to them like they're adults mm-hmm. kids are pretty much attracted to that they're not they're not creeped out by somebody like that, yeah. So, he, he's, he uses that as an in, but gosh, he's just so... He's such an animal in the moments when he's That's not what talking. That's why I feel about yeah. it. He is
0: like an animal. And it's like that comes across with... Like, I'm glad you mentioned the drooling earlier. Yeah. Apparently, that was just a byproduct of the fact that he had to wear those teeth. Yeah. You know, he had those kind of almost hamster-like teeth and yeah. stuff in his mouth, and that made him drool excessively. And I love how, like... He doesn't even realize he's doing it. Like, he never goes to, like, wipe his mouth no, or, yeah. like... Why would he? Get rid of it. He's just salivating an like animal a dog doesn't? in front of a yeah. piece of meat or something like that. And it just shows you that, again, he is, like, an animal disguised as a human, disguised as a clown. Right. But ultimately, he's just a fucking animal. Yeah. And I even love, too, like, he does so many little things with his voice uh-huh like all kinds of little weird things where he'll hey, announce georgie? something yeah it's like yeah. a little growl and yeah. stuff. almost sounds like scooby-doo or something yeah you know what i mean where it's like he doesn't
1: sound really like how a human talks yeah he uses those psychological tricks too like you can draw somebody into your point of view pretty easily by having them imagine themselves in that place so he has georgie like what are the things you smell yeah. at the circus? Uh-huh. And he like, you know, he labels some things, and he's like, and so you find you get the person to say the thing they like most about the circus, and you find out something <laughs> about them. But all the while, what he's doing is he's breaking down the in. barriers yeah. and getting
0: him closer. Yeah, yeah. And and again, like even the fact that he's down there in that sewer grate just shows yes. like he doesn't really get how people meet yeah, people. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this works, right? Sewer grate. <laughs>
1: That'll draw in. Jason Manzuka said this on a podcast I heard where he's just like, I should probably hang out in s- Storm Drains Like. <laughs> Can you imagine if Jason Manzoukas in a storm during like, hey, what's up? I would totally talk to him. all yeah, like, yeah, right. I'd crawl down there and just kind of hang out. I'm like, what are you doing down there,
0: man? You silly bastard. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah, I think that he does a, an amazing job as yeah. Pennywise personally. And like I said, I really love the look. I love that he's constantly doing that. You know, the the thing that I've heard it called is the Kubrick glare. Yes. Which is something that you see. That look up from under. Yeah. yeah Chin's yeah. kind of down. Yeah. Eyes are looking yeah, forward. Yeah, you see Alex
1: do it you see uh, uh what's his jack name torrance. In, in full metal Jack. yeah jack torrance does it but what's the dude in full oh, metal jacket oh. pile private pile private pile yeah. yeah
0: yeah like the, it's something that you see in all these kubrick movies it yeah. just evokes this caveman animal yes kind of thing it and anyways does it constantly animalistic movie, yeah all he, oh man place. yeah
1: bill skarsgård did such a good job of creating this character like crafting it yeah. into something not tim curry like because, I mean, that's full respect. Like, that's the same thing that I was talking about with Joker, where Heath Ledger obviously fully respected what Jack Nicholson did and did not try to emulate it. Yeah. Because to try to emulate it is just to vary it and to say, like, well, I can maybe do better than what you did. Mm-hmm. No, you go completely different. So he went completely different instead of, you know, making it look like me against Tim Curry. It's me against your perceptions of what I can be. Like, if you're worried I'm not going to be good enough, I'm going to make sure (laughs) that I come across very early as awesome. Bill Skarsgård was apparently also not the first choice they had to play him. There were some other
0: people along the way. Yeah. um, One of which was the, the guy that was like the clown funny guy in Midsummer.
1: They got uh-huh. some crazy
0: eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he was up, yeah. up for He's there in, for a little while.
1: Gosh, he was in We Are the Millers. I always that forget guy. that kid's name. Yeah. yeah. He was also in Bandersnatch. Yeah. He's like Will something. Will something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was up for there. But then, dude an alternate reality he
1: could have been good i'm sure i think he could have been because he's
0: like weird looking
1: yeah he's weird looking but he's also a really like dedicated actor like watch him in bandersnatch and see like he really created an interesting character there
0: but dude another alternate reality that i would love to just slip into for just a second Mm -hmm. if i could see this movie with this other choice they had for pennywise tilda swinton okay yeah they originally were talking about getting her to be pennywise not a bad idea i think that would have been yeah. fucking can do anything. she can do anything she really can. yeah because you know it's like not only would it have added you know just how great she is at playing strange alien mm-hmm. characters but also to make the clown kind of androgynous yeah would have been that would really be great yeah
1: because like yeah the the fact that he's a man is a little weird where it's like it's an alien force that doesn't really understand humans like why would it particular gender gender doesn't matter yeah whatsoever yeah Yeah, i can see tilda
0: swinton being great right Uh like that's something that you know again as good of a job as bill did i would love to see yeah just alternate version of it yeah yeah, i'd be very okay with that and of course he is surrounded by our losers club cast so good who are the heart and soul of this movie Mm -hmm. and I mean, really, without these kids playing these roles, I would not like this movie near as much as I did. They knock it
1: out of the. They're fucking all park. so good. Every single one of them. Uh, I think you know Finn Wolfhard is obviously the strongest performance because he's just so fucking comfortable. Beep beep, Richie. Basically being himself too. If you yeah. see interviews of Finn Wolfhard, that's, that's just how he is. That's man. how he is. Yeah,
0: dude, he is so great about being hilarious but also like not just like walking into every shot and just stealing all the attention right I yeah mean, he's the biggest star of these kids yeah for sure but he doesn't just completely distract you like he no. needs to be at the center of every shot at all times like I love that scene where they're they're hanging out in that side street during that parade mm-hmm. and he's back there he like grabs <laughs> like that that tuba off of yeah. that guy <laughs> and the guy like takes it from me he's like what the
1: fuck well, yeah. man
0: <laughs> it's so good dude it's so good I just I love hearing how much shit he talks and just how crude he is and how hilarious he is and he's always just throwing in all these like nasty jokes about people's moms and sisters Uh but like the other kids don't even Laugh at them Nope They're just that's like That's the thing Ugh.
1: They never laugh at him They
0: never laugh <laughs> no, at him No uh-uh. Yeah cause they're just So used to his yeah. shit It's like <laughs> You get the impression That these kids Aren't even surprised That he's saying this shit About their moms Or their oh, yeah. sister They're, yeah, they're he's just so dead used to, to it By now Cause that's how it gets Like when it, With your gang of friends And the way that we all Shit talk each other And stuff It's like You become immune To each other's insults Where it's like We just do this Because we do it Not because it's shocking Or insulting or funny This I- is just the rhythm <laughs> We've gotten
1: into. And the first thing he says to Ben, who isn't his friend, was, Glad I got to meet you before you died. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, like, he, 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 that is just who he is. And, and like he does, cause Seth Green played the character before and it just oh, yeah, wasn't right. written well yeah that's not the, that mean, he did a good green job. did a bad job it just wasn't written well it wasn't the way that kids joke around and that's that goes back to what you're saying about 90s tv yeah. you
0: couldn't do that right at it all. was more knock. i got a joke yeah it was more of that kind of thing arm ripped off not the way yeah not the way that kids
1: would talk in their private lives again
0: maybe during the 50s though the original set in the 50s maybe that's how it was i don't know
1: I, I doubt don't think it, so. I really don't believe <laughs> there's ever been a time when children were meek and demure. No, I no. think that they're they, all just little animals and they get on their own. I'm yeah. pretty fucking sure. Yeah.
0: Pretty fucking sure, man. I wonder about Flynn Wolfhard because if you think about it, his entire career, he has been mushroom hair 80s kid between mm-hmm. Stranger Things and it. He's just been in amazing stuff being an 80s kid. And I yeah. have this idea in my head that like Flynn's parents. Finn finn that's yeah. say flynn yeah ah, fuck me whatever. thanks beer whatever i have this idea that finn's parents like before they had him they're like you know what we should do <laughs> 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 we should make this kid think that he's living in the 80s
1: <laughs> they
0: just have like old tvs yeah and, yeah and their whole house is decorated like his 80s mm-hmm. all that they get you like they have like a big statue. like of, can like,
1: i go stay over at my friend's house they're like no absolutely no, sorry, no. No. sorry no poison
0: gas <laughs>
1: you know you the poison
0: gas in this economy no i think they have like this big stash of like old time magazines from the 80s that yeah. they have delivered to like their house every day you know and it's like oh look at the gorbachev am i right
1: yeah. have you heard his band no oh he's got a band uh do they sound 80s i hope they're hair metal no nah, they're nah. not that would be awesome though
0: <laughs> but it's like they kept this kid locked into this like fake 80s universe. Mm-hmm. They're like, he'll be the one that plays all the stuff that's going to be in the 80s. Yeah, because it's obviously going to happen.
1: They foresaw that. Dude, I, they were the geniuses.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I'm hearing people talk about how they're like getting tired of this 80s nostalgia I'm overdose.
1: I'm not. Cause to me, it's not nostalgia. To me, it's a smart way to get around the cell phone problem. Get and around horror. the cell phone problem. You man. have to. I know. You have to get around it. Like in the eighties, you eliminate the cell phone. Uh I mean, if you remember the eighties, like if you you got a call and you weren't home, you didn't get the call, the end. Yeah. If you that didn't have it. an answering machine. <laughs> yeah, you might you'd have been one of the people with one of those uh, fancy dancy answering machines. Mm-hmm. But it basically was just a, a life in which information was inaccessible a lot of times mm-hmm. like you just had to go off of what you could get from things around you books tv etc you you couldn't just go on the internet and look something up uh it, it wasn't better i'm not saying that's no. better no but it does make it makes for a real, better story it makes for better story yes. yes because every single time a horror movie comes out these days and you're like well why didn't they just look that up why didn't they just call the police like yeah. like yeah, oh that you, would have made it a lot easier. Yeah. like home alone with cell phones yes. no problem no problem <laughs> absolutely just yeah. call it like <laughs> he why didn't he call the police ever in home alone i just don't that's get kind that of the thing <laughs> yeah that is kind of an issue when you get down
0: to it. check out our wildcard home alone episode for yeah. more details on that that's one that's a 10 out of 10 that home alone that's a 10 hours out of 10 yeah, long that was podcasts, a long episode. Too. that's a good one man that's yeah. a good one and you know He is a, a, a Finn is amazing in the movie But he's not the only kid That's
1: great Oh no they're all good but I think
0: that the, the The chick that plays Bev, Bev Is yeah. going to be A gigantic she star She just
1: played Nancy Drew Recently too Oh really Yeah I think it was in a direct direct to tv or direct to video but she played nancy drew that's pretty cool that's pretty badass yeah i think
0: she's gonna do great things yeah I think she's she really has good she's so much charisma and uh-huh. charm on screen
1: the kid who plays the ocd kid he was on a show on cbs for a little bit is that eddie eddie yeah eddie is great he's so good he I plays it he so perfectly job. yeah because yeah. the thing is is like
0: yeah he's neurotic and a germaphobe and all this stuff mm-hmm. but he's also just a believable kid who's smart and funny and talks shit like, yes he's a re- that, that's only one facet of his character is what i'm saying like it's not just this completely overblown i live in a bubble at all times saying. right it's just something that kind of comes and goes with his character you know when we
1: think about those kids who were like coddled a lot as yeah. kids or helicopter parented, yeah watch yeah when they're portrayed in movies and tv a lot they're portrayed as like detached from the world but that's not it they still go to school every day they're still regular kids that have to deal with when they come home the mom who's watching every single thing they do and you know saying that everything is a disease and and whatnot yeah so like he he the character is a lot better than just uh, i think in the 90s series he just had absorbed all of his mom's fears and wasn't anything like a normal kid right Whereas this guy's a normal kid but also has absorbed all those fears that his mom keeps pumping into him yeah yeah
0: yeah i think that he's honestly probably the kid i would say that i identified
1: the most with yeah i as a kid um hated anytime something got on my hands that same. was dirty yep. same yep. dude mm, sticky couldn't deal with it yeah it was just uh-huh. gross same. I was also not the type of kid to go uh, rooting around in sewers. No, it's gray gross. water, it's
0: piss and poop. <laughs> it's gross, gross, <laughs> man. Yeah, I was definitely ruled. I think a lot by by my fears and anxieties yeah. as a kid, a lot, mm-hmm. which is something I still wrestle with yep. quite a bit. But <laughs> all I've the time, definitely gotten better than I was when I was a kid. Mm. But yeah, I think when I was a kid, it's like all the stuff that I had learned about, yeah, germs and fucking religion and yeah. everything else, just everything like kept was me, just kind of fear. freaked out. Yeah. exactly. Yeah exactly man exactly i think that i lived a very uh
1: fear-based childhood mm. in a lot of ways it probably kept me from having a lot of fun in general most most humans have a fear-based childhood yeah everything's scary the people who aren't afraid are the ones who have something wrong with their brain <laughs> they have that thing where they can't feel empathy and they're like i don't see why anything's a problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what if i die
0: yeah so what if you die who cares uh-huh. who yeah. gives a shit well, ultimately, though, I mean, I guess if you think about it, those kinds of fears are what progress evolution. It's true. Make us survive. It sometimes. is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although fear of stuff that like, you know, uh, again, I was maybe taught from like the Bible
1: and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe not really. So, yeah, much. that's yeah, that's a little imaginary fear. But there are, <laughs> there's some real fears out there. Like, you know, the kids who are like, let's run into that cave. Those are the kids who, back in the day, would have been eaten by bears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly
0: right, man. <laughs> yeah, the kid that plays Eddie, I think, does a really great job of, like I said, not just being ruled by his his fears and idiosyncrasies, but it is part of his character. But it's just part of, yeah, you know, not his entire character. What about the kid that plays Bill, Stuttering
1: Bill? Oh, Stuttering Bill, he did a really good job. It is good job. He's got good hair.
0: Great hair yeah. on that kid. Great hair. hair on that kid. Yeah,
1: I think he did a really good job of the of the, the stuttering seeming more natural. Than yeah, he, he did. He didn't really play up the whole uh,
0: the thing that. was what the kid
1: in the first one did. Just yeah. a lot of. Do, 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 and it's like that's not how stuttering works. I was gonna say,
0: like, have you ever known somebody that has
1: a legit speech impediment yeah. stutter?
0: It's not like that. Yeah. At all, so I think the way that they portrayed it in this is is good, where it's not something that's constantly a part of. You know, every time he talks. But it's also
1: not disrespectful and shitty or right. mocking
0: in any way, Yeah, too. and it shouldn't be. No, fuck yeah. no. Like, you can help
1: that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing is his friends don't even make fun of him about yeah. it. Yeah, Like, unless, you know, when Finn Wolfhard was mad at him. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, tons of people with stutters have friends and they don't get shit about it every day and that's I think they portrayed it much more naturally in this I think that the character of Bill is like a little vanilla it's like he a is. little one dimensional I think he's to supposed to be I think he's supposed to be the one dimensional protagonist that basically the idea is he and Bev are going to get together in the end live happily ever after and what we know from the book and the miniseries is that's not what happens no and he becomes different because of it mm-hmm. like he's this vanilla everything's going vanilla for him then his brother georgie dies then this girl he has a crush on they don't end up together all that changes bill yeah it makes him a different person in the future
0: yeah so my complaints about him being kind of vanilla are well that's sort of how scared yeah that's to be. he's supposed
1: to be you know yeah
0: what do you think about
1: old chubby ben ben local boy yeah. From the Tri-City area. No yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's he's often at the, like, uh, expos and stuff. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: That's fucking cool. I yeah. did not know that, man. He's so adorable.
1: Yeah, he's a super cute kid. With, with his new kids on yeah. the block, love. He plays it so good. Like, he plays... Um, I mean how did i don't remember the kid in the 1990 miniseries even i don't remember i don't either ben honestly well no i don't but this kid is very memorable yeah he he's, is he's much more it has much more personality to him uh i love the when he like basically screws up talking to bev that first time the way he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs>
0: like yeah he walks around dragging his headphones yeah, which is still yeah. playing the music behind him <laughs> Dude, he's just so wonderfully awkward, but at the same time, like, kind of strikes gold every now and then. Yeah,
1: every once in a while, he gets lucky, yeah. Yeah,
0: and, like, you can tell that, like, yeah, he's fat and nerdy, but it's, like, Bev, who he idolizes, like,
1: doesn't think of him as, like, fat, nerdy kid. Exactly, yeah. She doesn't uh, see him that way, and nobody seems to see him that way except for the bullies.
0: Yeah, and and and
1: himself. And that's what bullies do, is just find insecurity and play off of it. So, it's not even, like... People care about the thing they're pointing out. It's that you care about it. And I'll tell you what, to you, man, as as a, as a straight dude, mm-hmm. the thing that I found out: chicks don't really care about no much anything that you're worried about yourself. Yeah, women in general aren't as. Um They aren't as worried about looks as we think they are, which is actually true of men too. I've noticed. I think we all are overly obsessed with looks and don't realize that most people don't. Most people don't care. Like you see a pretty person, it's like pretty person, cool. That's it. Like it doesn't. If they don't have a personality, whatever. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think ultimately that's the thing. Is most people are just really stoked to meet somebody who's funny and not a fucking
1: asshole. Yes. Being not an asshole is probably the best thing you can that's do for per- yourself.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say that's honestly probably the thing that you can do that will get you laid the fastest. Uh huh.
1: Not be a fucking jerk. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> just not even be a jerk. Be like, funny. Hey, don't what's be a up? dickhead. Here's my personality. Oh, not interested cool moving on moving on that's it yeah
0: yeah I love the way that they play his character where it's like yeah he's you know he's he's this chubby kid and stuff but like the cool chick doesn't care yeah I even love those little, like, inside jokes they have about New Kids on the Block. It's uh-huh. like, you got the right stuff uh-huh. to fix you up. Like, it's like their joke that yeah. he's secretly into New Kids on the Block. Like, she finds that poster in his room. Mm-hmm. What a great little tension breaker that is. Yeah. Whenever all the kids are, like, in his room and they're checking all the pictures of Dairy and the history and all that stuff, yeah. she opens that door and she, like, points to the just poster. Like, oh, no, no. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, she's not out to, like, humiliate him and make right. him feel like a jerk. So she, like, closes the door. So it's like, it, it stays there inside mm. joke. Joke, yeah. You know, I love that. That's a great little interaction between the kids. It,
1: I think it's a better setup for the future where Ben is the, the skinny, good looking guy. Totally. And Bev yeah. is obviously into him as yeah. an adult. So like, I, yeah, I think it's a better setup than we got in the 1990 version. Mm hmm. He's the kid that plays him is good. I don't think he's as good as, you know, Richie or Eddie or Bill. No, I but it, he doesn't have as much experience either. He's not yeah. had as many acting roles. Those guys, uh, a lot of those kids have been in a number of things for, since they've been, you know, little bitty.
0: It's worth mentioning for, I think, that reasons that we will probably see in part two, that the character of Ben absorbed a lot of the traits of the character of Mike right I don't really understand exactly why again maybe something that's going to be coming but in the in the original and in the book yeah Mike Mike, is the the library guy yeah the
1: librarian yeah Yeah,
0: he's the guy that like goes deep into the history of dairy and stays in town and stuff like this Mike in this really doesn't get a lot to work with
1: yeah this is one of the threads I've got to pull on here uh, is Mike I first off he's basically has no personality in this no
0: and i never really feel like he has any reason to be a part of this tightly knit group of friends like he right. just kind of shows up and it's like he's an outcast cool hang out with us. yeah
1: but he doesn't have any of the rapport they have with each other no, like you never, they never don't feel get, like he bonds with and them. that's not the actor's fault that's no, the writing writing's fault yeah it there's is. he should have more interactions with them that show he's part of the group yeah he what? really kind
0: of feels like a tacked on token black character like what you'd see in an 80s movie or something and you know and what
1: you also see oftentimes with tacked on black characters and in reality what a lot of people think about black people is that they are immune to pain think about How do you mean think about how many times in this movie Mike gets hit? He gets beat on a lot. In he this. gets beat on a lot. He's not much bigger than any of the other kids. No. As a child who gets hit that one time by Henry with like a fucking tire iron or something, yeah, he would be down. He'd be crying. He's a child. But no, because he's black, he doesn't feel that pain. Mm. It's actually been discovered that doctors treat black patients pain less than they treat a white person what pain. the fuck yeah they don't connect in the same way and for some reason a lot of people hold the belief that black people don't feel as much pain as white people what in the hell I didn't know yeah. this is news to me yeah so watching what? this in this movie seeing that and really looking at how many times he gets hit in comparison to all the other kids and how he seems to not react to pain it's like, that's wow. Yeah. It's like, now that you're mentioning that, it's like with the other
0: kids, like we see, you know, uh, Ben gets that H cut into his stomach and it's yeah. like a huge deal. And it's like, Big we need to go to the dip. pharmacy. We need to fix you he up. He gets punched
1: in the the head and it suddenly goes like muted sound. Oh yeah. 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 Like, like, like when a bomb goes off and you're hearing is, buzzing uh, yeah, the, what's his name? Germaphobe kid gets his arm broken. It's a huge deal. Totally. Yeah. But every time Mike gets hurt, it's nothing. What the
0: fuck? Nobody even mentions it. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Is that just one of those, like, societal dehumanization of, yes. of blacks kind of thing? Yes,
1: it is a dehumanization technique. That's yeah. fucked up. Believing people feel less pain. I yeah. had
0: no idea about that. That And, you know, it's like, now that you're talking that way, it's like, now I'm thinking about all the horrible police brutality we see on a weekly basis
1: and stuff like this. Yeah. and.
0: This is kind of starting to make sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, you see, you'll see a, a video of a man who's just killed two people running around naked with a knife. Oh, and, Jesus. I was going to ask you yeah, if you saw and that. The police are just like, oh, well, let's just chase him. If he'd been a black man unarmed who hadn't done anything, you probably clothed. got shot. Yeah.
0: Oh, he definitely would. Dude, like that cop has like a damn assault rifle on his back and he's yeah. running away from that naked yeah, guy.
1: Because he doesn't want to hurt him yeah. because he's a white person.
0: And then the naked guy grabs a guy that worked at a church and, like, grabs him by the neck him, and starts yeah. choking him and doesn't get shot? Yeah, the cops don't do anything. What the fuck? The I saw will, that the, the other day. The cops will
1: shoot innocent bystanders to shoot a black person. They will They will do everything they can to not harm a white person who's just killed a bunch of people. Yeah. They don't care. He killed a
0: woman and a child. Yep
1: that's unbelievable it is good god um, i'm glad you pointed that out i didn't
0: really pick up on that with mike i just thought that they gave a lot of his attributes to ben and were yeah. like well it'd be a bad thing to cut this character out of the movie so he's got to be here doing something
1: yeah which again is racist also <laughs> shitty yeah 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 um and also the way they portray him is like the things his uncle says to him i guess i guess it might be a conversation that some black families have yeah you gotta be tough you've got to be tough this world fucking sucks yeah Yeah.
0: well especially again it's it's the 80s you know this is not a
1: woke generation why doesn't mike get to be a kid while everyone else is being a kid Nah, he doesn't No, no he has to be an adult yeah they totally skip mike's childhood now i understand racism is a thing but children are children they don't Care what color they are. Mm-hmm. They might have a different uh, world experience, but when you're with but your they're friends, they're still
0: children. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different story when you're with your friends and your circle yeah. of buddies and stuff. Yeah, you're right. He never really gets to have fun and cut up at mm. all like the other kids do. Yeah, I, I, right? I don't remember him doing. Yeah, there's no moment with him having fun. No, that sucks. That does suck. Yeah, I feel like kind of a dick after you just talked about all that stuff to say too. It's like I didn't think that he was the best actor of
1: all the kids he's but he's in uh castle rock and he's a great actor oh he yeah just that's did, right he is in yeah. castle rock he just didn't he's get great anything that. to work with well fuck it sucks that does kind of suck yeah. now that you mentioned and it. i wonder what they're gonna do with mike in this new sequel too. because if he's like is it gonna be that ben left and basically mike took up what ben was doing before or I mean, in which case, why have been do it in the first place? Why have been do it in the first place. Yeah. Like yeah. I,
0: I am wondering if they're going to have Ben be the one that stayed and Mike somehow gets called back. I uh, just don't, I just don't that know could
1: work. Yeah. But I mean, Mike I, mean, has I reason think to they leave. set up that Mike was going to stay because he's yeah. going to work for his uncle or whatever. But
0: Mike has a lot of reason to leave. Yes, he absolutely so does more sense. Yeah. He's go like, a I got to get city. Get out of here. This place <laughs> fucking sucks. You know? Yeah. That's uh, that is interesting. Hmm. And we've also got Stan, the Jewish kid. you guys are not really do he a doesn't lot. I have a
1: whole lot, but the painting stuff is for me. I think the scariest part of the yeah. So I want to like, talk about the scares and stuff in the movie a little bit later yeah. on too. But I mean, in the OG and 1990 miniseries, Stan kills himself. Yeah so it's a possibility they don't want us to get too invested in him is he will probably be killing himself at the beginning of part two but that, that makes me, it less impactful m- yeah it makes it less impactful so why not make us care more about him yeah
0: exactly yeah, yeah if like the movie started and like Richie killed himself I'd be like oh
1: fuck yeah man. that would be the worst yeah but I mean that's Bill Hader he's yeah. definitely in the movie <laughs> but you got to think too
0: I mean we're talking about you know what is the 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 losers club it's like seven kids seven kids yeah and it was sourced from like a 1400 page book yeah you can't give them all tons of backstory that's true i think that i think that other than mike they invested their time pretty wisely in describing these kids home lives i think that seeing the home life
1: of bev eddie bill yeah we never saw richie's home life no you never do do uh we see we see um but his character's so big it doesn't really matter yeah we yeah we see a lot of of well i mean yeah we see bill with his dad we never see his mom
0: She's playing piano at the first. Yeah, it's but you can't him.
1: see her face. No. And then when you see her in the projector, her face is covered by her hair. What in the fuck? You're right. Yeah, that's interesting. And then, What's up with that? I don't know. Do we ever see either
0: sets of any kid's parents in this? No. Like mom and dad? No. So they're all kind of from these like fractured I families.
1: Guess the only people, the only mom and dad we know fully about are Mike's. They died in a fire. They died. Yeah. yeah. So we never know them anyway.
0: Yeah. So, everybody
1: else is just. Yeah, we just know. We Eddie's see mom. one parent
0: or none. Yeah. Bev's dad, who's a creep. Uh-huh. Eddie's mom, who feeds his neuroses. Yeah. Bill's dad, who seems like a dickhead. Yeah, he really does. His mom, who's non existent. We see Henry's dad. Mm hmm. Which all that stuff with the Henry
1: is is yeah, really that's great. well, that's really awesome. well done. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah, I had thought about that. I mean now. that that is that is a smart thing to do. Of course, in this movie, that's about children dealing with this to make the parents kind of absent. Yeah, and it works in an '80s setting with the uh, you know latchkey kids in the '80s. It was pretty common that kids didn't see their parents a whole lot. Well, that's the cool thing about this is like not only is it set in the '80s, but it also
0: has that feeling that a lot of other '80s movies, like let's say Elm Street uh-huh uh, have where it's like the parents don't believe kids right that's something that's all over 80s movies is the kids are going through something ridiculous and awful and the parents just don't believe it
1: they even have that nightmare on elm street 5 marquee
0: yeah totally yeah. man yeah
1: i got that dream child dream in child there, man yeah. it's
0: not a good movie man. not a good movie, movie at, at all good. no but i like too that like they even kind of made this feel like an 80s movie mm-hmm. you know they Which did i guess the original book did too i suppose but they really played it up in this yeah
1: I think the 80s-ness of it was uh, a good background without diving too deep into the 80s, though, too. It, it didn't get into a lot of nostalgia about the 80s. It was just like, well, this is the 80s. This is what it looked like. This is what it felt like. This is how kids talked. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and two, it's not... Well, it's kind of like what we talked about with like, that first season of Stranger Things where it's like,
1: when you got into the 80s, it wasn't mm-hmm. instantly neon colors. Right,
0: yeah. Fucking high tops and spandex Yeah, there was the everywhere. conversion
1: from the 70s, dark uh, art. The 70s, like, brownish. Yeah. Uh, Orange-ish, dark green. Wood paneling. Yeah, wood paneling, all that. Yeah,
0: that's the 80s that we grew up in. Yeah. You know? And this movie does a good job of staying very accurate, I think, to the time period that's portrayed in. What do you think about Henry and the Bullies?
1: Man so much better than the main yeah, series. Way Very better. menacing. That kid... Scary. He's scary. Yeah. Yeah. The kid that plays Henry. Yeah, the kid that plays Henry. Yeah. The kid he that plays is... Patrick does a good job of being that, like... Is that the skinny, dark-haired kid? Yeah, the one who gets killed yeah. in the sewers. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a great, like,
0: kind of crony to yeah. head bully Henry.
1: Then you got the, the belch. belch guy, yeah, who, unlike in the 90s miniseries in the book, isn't just burping all the time. That was fucking God. I hated that part. Which, P.S., side note, uh-huh. again, another experience from the show last night.
0: Is it just me, uh-huh. or should doing anything but pissing while you're at a urinal... Be punishable by death, because I think <laughs> that it should. Because, like, dude, when you're standing in a urinal next to some guy uh-huh. who just starts loudly burping or it's farting, this. it's
1: usually this. This is for the the female listeners uh, who have never been in a men's urinal before. Guy walks up, clop, clop, clop. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> What have
0: you been doing? Oh, I don't want to fucking talk to you. Do not talk to me when I'm trying to pee. (laughs) Don't fucking talk to me. Dude, just people letting it all loose at a pisser. Please stop. Yeah. Please stop doing that. (laughs) I at least like the illusion of separation that you being in a stall burping and farting has standing right next to me in open
1: air. Please. No men don't have it rough. For sure. No. But remember, have you ever pissed in a trough? Oh, hell yeah. Playing fucking metal
0: shows all over the country. What do you think? Many times I have. You feel like a
1: fucking animal.
0: It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Have you ever been in one of those ones where it's not even a trough? It's like a stainless steel wall that has drains in the floor. (sighs) So you just piss against a wall next to a bunch of guys with their dicks out. Yeah. It's disgusting. But the other thing, too, that I like that they did with the Henry character, and again, it, it's been since we did the episode that I watched the original series, so I can't remember if they did this, but they did a really good job of showing that while Henry, while he's out among all the other kids, is this menacing bully fucking picking right. everybody and all this kind of stuff, when he's at home and he's with his dad... He's absolutely powerless and and weak. He's bullied. Yeah, Yeah. he's bullied by his dad. I mean, every
1: bully is getting bullied by somebody above them on the food chain. There's nothing scarier than a cop who has absolute power and uses it to corrupt means. Yeah. Because in this case, if Henry were to go to the police and say, my dad's abusing me, they would ask him.
0: Yeah, and they wouldn't wouldn't believe him. They wouldn't believe him. Yeah, he's They'd go to his dad
1: and be like, you wouldn't believe what your son came in here and said. And then... He'd go home and beat the shit out of him. He'd go home and beat the shit out of him. There's an absolute lack of oversight to that type of power that is so frightening. Yeah, they did a really great job of showing you where
0: these types of kids come from. Yeah. You know? Really, really, really cool. I like how they played his character.
1: And also, like, I mean, in the book, of course, Patrick... Is he shows more of the signs of being a potential serial killer than any of the other lackeys? The others seem to just be lackeys, yeah, who are like, Oh, he pushes people around, I don't want to get pushed around by him, so I'll hang out with him. Can't beat him, join him. But Patrick in the books has much more of that sadistic personality, which I think <laughs> comes out some with the way the kid played it, but they didn't do much and then they end up killing him, which was a little different than yeah. the books. I, I, I kind of wanted. To see where they would go with that. And I'm also wondering, is Henry dead? There's no way That's he survived that, that fall, right?
0: I mean, I don't know. Because the thing
1: is, is Henry comes back in part two to be really, really important in a very cool way, too. And I, and as far as I understand, he's supposed to be in the second one. So did, like, did it save him, perhaps? I mean, it seemed to be using him. Yeah. It was talking to him through the TV and telling them, kill them all, etc. Like, yeah, yeah. And it, it seems like most teenagers are unaffected by it, but because, like, they weren't being, like... They weren't seeing the it stuff. Patrick just wandered into the area where it was and gets killed. Mm-hmm. And Henry is being affected by it, but not scared by it. So, like, it's using the teenagers. It's almost like the the adults completely ignore it. The children are absolutely terrified by it but teenagers seem to be this middle ground where it can use them well here's the thing though too is if you think about it it uses the characters who have a fear
0: uh and as far as we know from the gang of bullies henry is the only one that really had something to fear right the others are just having fun
1: being assholes
0: yeah they might just be assholes or like you said afraid of henry right at, at worst yeah you know but he's the one that actually has something to be afraid of uh-huh. so maybe that's why it kind of chose him yeah that makes you sense know? but yeah you're right it's like surely he didn't die in that fall but man it seemed pretty fucking final
1: that's a, yeah it's a long
0: fall yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt man so i mean maybe they're gonna play it like oh he spent 20 years in a fucking full body cast or whatever
1: right yeah i mean if you don't know anything about the original basically what happens is the the murders get pinned on henry bowers yeah and then he goes to the insane asylum and then somehow escaped
0: yeah he and just, then is you know again it manipulated by by yeah. it yeah so i don't know we'll see how that works i hope they do something cool with it though because that was one of the the better parts of the second part yes of the miniseries in my opinion so i'm assuming yeah Han i'm Han Han Han. assuming
1: he didn't die there's no way
0: yeah yeah definitely and speaking of the kids fears, like we kind of get introduced to all of these kids fears and phobias in I mean, it's damn near a montage towards the front of the movie where it's like, here's this kid, something (laughs) scary happens. Uh Here's this kid, something scary scary happens. happens. Here's this kid, guess what? Something scary happens. And you know, that part to me, I think when I was watching it the first time as being like, this is a scary movie, I started being like, I'm not getting scared. I know something scary is going to happen. Right. But I think that that part honestly was more character exploration. It's like that wasn't really there to scare us. It was to tell us what the kids fear.
1: Yeah. I think... Of all of those, bins, was the one that, bins and, uh, what's the one with the painting? What was that kid's name? Eddie. Eddie. No, not Eddie. Eddie's no, it's Stan. Stan. Stan, right. Stan. Yeah, with the painting. So Ben lady. and Stan's both had more impact to me but yeah. they were still like yeah you're, you're right where it was just like okay well i know something scary is gonna happen yeah. they're exploring each one of their fear it's character development not yeah. scary movie
0: stuff really yeah right. the thing with ben where he's been like researching in the library yes. and he finds out about the easter explosion and, and like all these kids, kid's head up in a tree yeah yeah and then dude like the reveal of that headless kid yeah it was
1: so perfect too because so he's walking cool. down the stairs and you're like oh it's a Person. Yeah. That person does not have a head. Yeah, because at first,
0: like, yeah, you're right. You see it through the door frame where it's yeah. like he has
1: legs, he has arms, he has a torso.
0: Where's his fucking All head? All the and normal it's like, stuff. It's gotcha. like a Smoking stump. <laughs> he's dropping those Easter eggs. And I love, too, how, like, it looks like I, I assume that was a real person wearing a green head, and they just yeah. green screened his yeah. head out. I
1: don't think that's a full CGI character, yeah.
0: but they snipped frames out.
1: Yeah, they did the the witter shins. I think that's what that's called, where it's just yeah. like jerky, just a little yeah. twitchy, mm-hmm. but not in that ridiculous you know,
0: uh, late 90s, early 2000s, everything's twitchy kind of way. I thought that was really well played, and I did enjoy that. Did you notice, too, like, before all that happens while Ben is reading the books and stuff in the library, the, like, weird lady standing behind him that's yes. out of focus? Yes. I noticed that this time. I didn't notice it time. What the first is going time. on with that? Holy shit. Yeah. But then, like, later you see her again and she's just being totally normal. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on with I'm that? i It's like one of the librarian ladies. Cool.
1: Yeah, I also... If you pay attention when he keeps turning the page, yeah. the figure number is the same. It says one forty nine under every single one of those pictures. So Uh-oh. that like Whoa. Like basically Pennywise is making it seem like he's turning a page. Well, like a, a flip book or something. Yeah. That's crazy. That's man. cool. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Now you if I recall whenever we talked about it the
1: first time, you liked the whole flute lady thing, right? you yes. said you thought that was really freaky. The painting it, it screwed with me a lot and I was wondering where it came from, and apparently there's an artist named Amadeo Modigliani. Amadeo, Amadeo. Amadeo, Amadeo, Amadeo. Amadeo. (laughs) Uh, He's an Italian artist, and... He
0: making a painting! He making a painting! Let's have
1: some vino! Uh, He, apparently, uh, Andy Machetti's dad or something had one of his paintings oh, in, okay. in the house and if you look Whoa, him up, why would you do that they're terrifying if you look him up one of his paintings looks so much like the painting in this movie so i like, freaked him out as he was a kid it, or something. it definitely freaked him out a lot That's because cool. the mama like scary mama character looks like that too oh. so it's like really stuck with him that that frightening type of like eyes slightly offset and vac like vacant yeah peanut, empty head, eyes. peanut head people yeah I so just really fucked with him. You know,
0: the thing about that that took me out of it the first time that I saw it mm-hmm. is that I saw the flute lady, you know, sneak up behind him and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah, fucking CGI. Right. But then, this time around, mm-hmm. you know, going into that scene, I was like, well, here comes that CGI flute lady scene. And it came around to it, and I said to myself, wait a second. Mm-hmm. It's a painting. Yeah. It's supposed to look like this painting came to yeah, life. It's like two dimensional. It's not supposed to be realistic yeah. or humanoid. Because it's not. Mm-hmm. It's what if this lady in this painting entered the three-dimensional yeah. world? Like it's supposed to look not real. Uh-huh.
1: So I was kinda like, oh. That was well, the part that fucked lying. with me with it a lot. It was yeah. just like it looks out of Dimension. out of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not right in yes. Yeah, hmm. it really fucked with me. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I love too
0: that lady in the uh, later in the the sewer scenes and stuff. Oh where she's yeah, like the chewing dead on digits. his face. No, whenever the flute lady's like uh, chewing oh, on his right, face. Right, where she like
1: has oh yeah. Holy And cow. Now, I mean that's it with the the big like whatever. Yeah, mouth it like mouth it has. inside yeah. of the mouth just yeah. like sucking on his face. It's crazy. Whoa,
0: that looks yeah. really fucking
1: weird, man. Um, Woo. I think I think for me that and the uh projector scare. The projector the, scene. Holy shit. It's so amazing. Like he's so big and it's just like frightening. Yeah. And it doesn't look bad at all. Like, you know, it's obviously some green screen, but like they did it so I think well. it looks awesome. Yeah. I think it looks
0: really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know the thing about that too, that was so effective. This kind of goes into the marketing and things as well. That scene where he pops out of the projector screen is preceded by that deal where the projector starts shooting frames on its own uh-huh. and you see the mom's face transform into, into his face. face yeah yeah so the thing is is like whenever i was watching that in the theater the first time i was like oh here's that scene they showed in the preview right. Right? oh the projector comes to life and it's shown his mom and it turns into it so you don't expect yeah that's not even all <laughs> yeah. yeah dude like it was that kind of thing where it's like oh i know what's happening here what the fuck no. was that no. Because I really was lured into this false sense of security. I thought that yeah. I had seen the punchline already. And then that happened, and it knocked me on my fucking ass. I think they do
1: that smartly with previews sometimes. I'm not a huge fan of previews, but uh, that is that is one thing that uh, they can do well where they make you feel like you've seen it yeah. so that what follows actually is a bigger surprise. This was yeah. one of those cases to the max, yeah. dude. And I love, too, that
0: like in that scene where he pops out, they slightly enhance like his teeth and his uh-huh. overall look, so it's like not yeah. only does he pop out of there and he's gigantic out of nowhere, but he also looks kind of fucked up. Yeah, he looks scarier It's, it's like normal. whenever um, Bilbo has the creepy uh, yeah, face but- <laughs> when he reaches for the ring. Yeah. yeah, where it's just like, whoa! Or like Large Marge. It's a Large Marge yes. <laughs> thing where it's like, not <laughs> only is this weird, he looks weirder than he did before. What the <laughs> fuck? So cool. So well done. That's honestly one of... The most frightening scenes I've seen in a movie in the past like ten or fifteen years, personally, you know. And I know it doesn't hit everybody the same way, but for me, it really did. Yeah. And the the amount of violence and gore in the movie really surprised me too. Yeah, it's
1: way more than the ninety mini mini miniseries for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, even the opening scene with Georgie, where it's like it just rips his arm off. Yeah,
0: and you see, it's like what fucking seven or eight year old kid, yeah, yeah, crawling away with his arm off. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of let you know, right at the very front of the movie, you're getting into some shit. They opened it with, this is going to get fucky. Yeah. And dude, (laughs) fucking poor Georgie, man. It's like he gets his arm ripped off. Uh He gets that bolt gun shot into his head later on in the movie. He
1: gets puppeted. Yeah, That's he does. That's frightening. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Y'all float too. Like, That's oh, so my cool God. God. What? And then Pennywise, like, rises up out of the water. And then runs at him. Like, oh, my That's God. That's
0: actually pretty effective.
1: It's very effective. It's pretty effective. Because, like, earlier, the thing is, like, you know, you have Georgie go down to the basement and yeah. then run up the stairs. We all did that as kids. Everybody If you go down to the basement. basement, you run up the goddamn stairs. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck's down there, even uh-huh. though you know exactly what's down there. Nothing. You still think there's something down there. So, like, Georgie does the run up the stairs, and then Bill seems to be a little more brave about going downstairs, but now he's also having to do the run up the stairs. Yeah. Like, he's found the fear. It does the thing that
0: is so effective where it plays upon the things that we were all scared of as kids. Yes. You know? Like, I remember, and actually, it's one of those things that does kind of carry with me even to this day, but especially when I was a kid, like, being around people that were were sick or unwell in Mm -hmm. some way... I was terrified of again because I was also kind yeah. of a germaphobe and s- still in some ways kind of am. You know, that c- the scenes with uh with Eddie and the leper, yeah, are just really effective to yes, me because that would scare me to death if yes. I was around somebody who so was right? heavily diseased as a kid. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that the CGI on the
1: leper guy, I don't think looks very good. I wish um, they would have done that yeah, full practical. I would say, uh, it couldn't have been hard to do, man yeah it actually ended up looking kind of like uh remember in holidays the Easter segment yeah, kind of looks like that, yeah, right I mean, if you haven't seen the Easter segment, I won't spoil it for you, but you should see it boy check out weird. holidays, it's boy, fucking weird it's weird, <laughs>
0: but the thing is with holidays it look better because it's practical.
1: Yeah, it did. It did look better. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I do wish that they would have done that. Like, this movie... Uh, Most stuff seems to be
1: practical in the movie. I was going to say,
0: yeah. yeah, Like, I saw a thing with the director where he said that, like, people think this movie is, like, really heavily laden with CGI, but it's actually pretty minimal. Yeah, There's obvious stuff. Obviously, the flute lady. Mm -hmm. uh, Obviously, that kid's, you know, head being off. And some of the the wild stuff that Pennywise does is obviously CG. But then other things, like, even that, that cool transformation that Pennywise does after... Fake Georgie has been shot in
1: the head. And, like oh, the yeah. legs, like
0: spring out and stuff. That's awesome. transforming. Uh-huh. I think that that's
1: practical, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe, yeah. You know, I mean, it it doesn't look CG. No, either it was really well done or it was practical. Yeah, and some of the CG is well done. Like I love that
0: scene towards the end where they're all fighting Pennywise and he's doing all those crazy transformations yeah. where like he has like big crab claws and the like hands shoot out of his mouth and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty well done CG.
1: I, I love the scene where they're all just beating the shit out of Pennywise. I know, it right? It was so satisfying. They like, get the upper let's hand beat there this for motherfucker.
0: A <laughs> while. Yeah, dude. And now I'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown. Yes,
1: that dude, was such a good line. The Richie
0: like fake out. Yeah. is is awesome, man. It's yeah. awesome. Although I will say, again, this is one of those things that upon a more critical viewing, I did take I think deeper note of this time than I did the first time you know, ultimately the kids go down there in the sewer and stuff to rescue Bev. hmm And I think that they missed a prime opportunity with the Bev character to modernize this in a way that doesn't yeah. just feel like, Oh, they're just trying to be woke. That, and by the way, that's just one of those things that, is really kind of getting in my nerves which so is like oh they did this cuz they're trying to be woke. And I, I eh, love how you can
1: annoying. I how you can uh, take something and just say they just did this for this reason and yeah. some people will go good dismissed you're right. Yeah. I like th- yeah okay that's the reason they did it. Is it bad? Well, like why just because <laughs> why you, is can, that bad? Just you can, Just because you can decide a purpose lame. like you can see why they made that decision doesn't make it bad. Just because something's predictable doesn't make it bad. Yeah. Like why is it that I mean it's a teenage frame of mind and we all deal with teenagers all the time as though they're adults online. It's the craziest shit. We read this stuff on Reddit and we're like, that's probably another sane adult. No, it's <laughs> probably not. not. It's a 12-year-old. Probably. And teenagers think stupid shit like that. <laughs> I know I did. Yeah. I know exactly, because like yeah, as a teenager, you think everything's black and white. You think you've got it all figured out all the fucking time. I did. And I you didn't. don't. I and didn't And you don't. All. Yeah, no. you don't have shit figured out.
0: <laughs> so with the character of Beth, I think that they missed a great opportunity to do something different with that character. Yeah. I mean, obviously, why not take
1: Ben? Why not take somebody e- exactly? Else?
0: Yeah, because yeah, as we've talked about here, you know, they changed some of the characters pretty fearlessly yeah. and maybe purposelessly in some of these parts, maybe. But with Bev, they had such an opportunity where the entire movie, she's not scared of Pennywise. Yeah. You know, like she's whenever not. Pennywise like, grabs her by the throat and lifts her up, she's like, I'm not afraid of you. And he like, like smells her and is like really disappointed that he, she doesn't fear him. Mm-hmm. And it's because she's been through so much in her personal yeah, life. She's with her had actual up dad. real life shit to deal with. Yeah, yeah. That a scary clown that makes illusions of scary stuff mm-hmm. isn't a big deal to her. And they had a great opportunity, I think, to show the message that The shit that you've been through in life can serve to make you less scared and to make you fearless and to make you somebody who can stand up to anything because you've been through the shit. But instead, she still ends up the damsel in distress. Hmm. I think that's... A little weak and a little short-sighted for that character. I'm not just saying, oh, because she's a girl, she should have been powerful and been woke. No, even if it was a boy character that had been molested by his dad or whatever. You want to see a resolution to that. Yes, and also, too, to kind of give the message that like there is a light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, you've been through some shit, but look how powerful you are. Right. You know, you're now fearless because you've been through the worst things that somebody can go through.
1: I find it interesting that the... fear that Pennywise uses against her is blood and hair. I don't. Which is puberty.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She fears becoming a woman. A woman. Because she sees men as as her dad. Well, and here's the thing, too. And again, this is all kind of unspoken in the movie. Mm -hmm. Do you think that her dad was already molesting her, or do you think that she was fearing becoming a full blown I think that sexually attractive woman because that's when her dad was really gonna start raping her? Yeah,
1: it's possible. I mean, I, I feel like the way that she knows that the guy behind the counter at the pharmacy He's will, a creep. is a creep. Yeah. Seems to indicate that she's had a lot of uh contact with creeps. Yeah. Which is sad and scary
0: so do you think that she fears uh puberty and adulthood because she might attract more of that attention or yeah. because she
1: might get pregnant as real as a result of that maybe kind of both yeah i think it's a, it's a little bit of both where it's like she knows it's going to get worse yeah. and that she knows i mean the fact that the farmer like if a f- uh how are she, she knows, knows how, they, how to play that guy how too? are they like 11 12 yeah 12 i think if a twelve-year-old girl started flirting with me, I'd be like, "No, this is inappropriate. Yeah, that's strange." Like, and I'd be like, "What's your damage? Something bad has happened But that's the thing is, she knows she knows which men she could go for. It's true. And the fact is, yeah. like, there are far too many goddamn child molesters. Yeah. in the world, like we've we've one is too many. Yeah, one is too many. Yeah, uh, uh, an exceptionally rich group of child molesters who maybe. I don't know, used to have a guy named Jeffrey Epstein who <laughs> acquired them such girls, and maybe Jeffrey Epstein was going to talk, and maybe he somehow just died in prison. Oh, no, and the cameras oh, no. in the hallway were off. Case closed. That's the scariest goddamn thing about this world is how many fucking child molesters there are, and the fact that she can pick one out.
0: Yeah, and no, like, I know how to play this guy. That guy right there. Like, yeah, yeah that he's going to want to try to fuck me. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you're right. That does kind of speak of her uh, experience in that area. Maybe having more experience, which is a very sad reality of men who molest their children, sharing their children with other men who molest children. Which is a story that is as old as time. time. (sighs) unfortunately. Yeah, fucking awful. Gross motherfuckers.
0: Uh, yeah. <clears throat> very, very fucking awful. But do you know what I'm saying about, about Bev yeah. as far as like they missed an opportunity there to yeah, tell a did. story about people who have been through trauma I mean, she, becoming strong. You whenever
1: know? they go into the house, the house, uh, the, the well house the first time, she's the only one who says she wants to go in. Like yeah. everybody's like, they want to raise their hand to not go in. Don't go in the knee bolt house. Right. She wants to go in and then they don't let her. And there's no explanation for it. Mm-hmm. Like what happened in that moment in between her wanting to go in, them stepping in? Like I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, they drew straws. Maybe did oh, they draw yeah. straws? Yeah. I don't know. Did they mention that? I don't remember. But again, if you're drawing straws, wouldn't the person who says I want to go in be like I don't need to draw a straw? I'm going to go in. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do think they could have played that that character. I think. Yeah, I agree a little with bit you. better. And I'll and I'll backtrack to. Uh, because I think that out of context, even some of the things I just said might be portrayed as insensitive. I'm not at all trying to say, be thankful for horrible shit that has happened to you. Right, yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be
1: strong. And I'm a not, person I'm, who I'm has horrible that. shit to them doesn't have any more of an obligation to be a strong person no, than anyone no. else. I'm yeah. not trying to tell anybody to be thankful for the trauma right. or, or that that
0: should make them a superhero. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to say that could have been a good message for maybe some light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Yeah, there definitely are young girls watching and young boys watching yeah. this movie going through the same thing. It would have been real nice for them to have a, a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I think she comes across somewhat as that, but she could have been better, is what you're saying, and you're right. Yeah. I think so. I think so, man. What do you think about the fact that they chose to set this in the 80s versus how the original was set in the 50s? I think it's just a like it's a smart. 27-year cycle thing to just think like, well, let's move ahead 27 years and then like 2017 minus 27, basically. 1990. Yeah. They worked that in all kinds of crazy ways, too. They worked
0: the numerology into everything. Yeah. There's ways that you can turn the date that it was released into 27. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And even the date September
1: 5th. 2017
0: so yeah yeah there's some way that you can work that to where it becomes okay. 27 and i think if i'm if i'm not mistaken even the date that the new one comes out september 5th spe- specifically adds up to 27 okay. or multiplies to or something i don't know it's one of the deals you can you can work any set of numbers to become that's true anything you want you the know? number
1: 23 Ooh, it's everywhere yeah. you know yeah i think
0: the 80s thing is cool i'm okay mm-hmm. with it and you know this movie does kind of deal with some of the stuff that that we were that we were kind of talking about about the level of shit talk that we all gave each other in the 80s yeah. and it even uh at one point Henry drops a, a hard f yeah uh, derogatory
1: term for a homosexual yeah yeah
0: which is one of those things that I could see I could see a lot of people being like that's really insensitive that they had him say that
1: it is though well that's that's what it was it is really insensitive but yeah that was the 80s as well the 80s were very insensitive
0: yeah, exactly. I don't, so to portray, I don't think it's glorifying yeah, somebody
1: calling somebody that. To, to portray 2010's woke children in the 80s is like putting aliens in your movie. Like, they don't fit. Yeah. The kids would not be afraid to say that word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that it would be kind of a disservice to act like that's not how things were yeah. back then.
1: Yeah. To to show it in a, a with a Vaseline lens and be like, the 80s were so great yeah no, they weren't so great yeah people love gay people in the 80s no, no, they, they, did no not. they didn't didn't at <laughs> they all did not and especially in a small town in maine in the 80s that would yeah. be something you were very unaccustomed to so is it easy on the ears no
0: no <laughs> but it's it's accurate maybe it's a sign of hope that when we hear somebody say that in a movie we're like oh. we're like oh man yeah maybe yeah. that shows us that wow
1: Maybe we've changed a little question. I was mark? actually really surprised that Henry didn't drop the N-bomb. Same. Yeah. In the book, he was very course, racist yeah. towards Mike. He like yeah. killed his dog and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does say, in, even in this movie, I yeah. wish I had been the one to kill your parents. Which yeah. Is,
0: which, I mean, it's not. I wish I would have
1: killed your black parents. But Right. But that is what he's. Wished. <laughs> like, yeah. He wished he had killed some black
0: people. Yeah. Yeah. They did tone down how racist
1: and stuff Henry was. Yeah. So there was some toning down and then some non-capitulation on using that F-bomb. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, like, when we're portraying times in the past, like, we we do need to be accurate, I think, like, to pretend that the 50s were a great time. is is shit. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, even think about, like, if they showed in in fucking Mad Men... Right. ...women were in the boardroom calling all the shots like they do today. In fact... that's historically inaccurate. In Mad
1: Men, the women that get anywhere have to go through so much humiliation and terrible shit in Mad Men to actually get somewhere yeah. and even then aren't making as much as the men and they know it. Yeah. So, like, that's accurate to the 60s. Yeah.
0: And when you see that kind of stuff now, you should be watching that going... I sure am glad things have changed a yes, little bit.
1: Exactly, they're, no, they're not equal. A little bit. They're not equal. They're not equal. They're still only a little bit different.
0: But it's great to be able to watch stuff like this and be like, things used to be like that, and that sucked.
1: Yeah. You know. But a lot of people watch it and go, "Boy, those were the days." Make America great again. Oh, hiya. Fuck
0: me, dude. What do you think about the humor element? Because I know that a lot of people had the complaint that they were like, "This movie is just too yucky, yucky."
1: Yeah, I thought it was yucky. hilarious. What? Yeah, I thought it was a funny Did you see the 90 way. miniseries? The jokes in that were yuck, yuck type oh of my jokes. God, like, yeah. Especially Richie and stuff. Yeah, it was terrible. Here. This is more uh, accurate child humor. Yeah. It's the type of stuff they say to each other. It's funny.
0: Where the fuck did her legs go? Where the fuck did her legs go? That was awesome, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the humor in this comes from just like casual shit talk Mm -hmm. that kids would do in these situations.
1: And that's like... It's very natural humor. When a kid tries to be funny to an adult, rarely actually funny. It's more cute. But when you do overhear kids talking and being like, kids talking that don't know an adults nearby. It's funny as shit. it's really funny, but not because they have some amazing insight in humanity. It's just to think like, right, that's how kids talk. Yeah. Remember that. Bad News
0: Bears kind of started that. Yes. You know, and I think that this continues that I don't think that any of the humor in this movie is like forced. No, you know, nobody gets a damn pie in the face or anything like that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) to me, all the humor in this comes very naturally of like, yeah, that's exactly what I would have said. To my friends. That's how I would have shit-talked them or whatever. I think it's all very good and surprisingly just very funny. I found myself Mm -hmm. laughing at this movie way more than I expected to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the humor a lot. I think it added to the camaraderie of the kids. Same, um, yeah. It all benefited the friendship circle that they had. Yeah. I would imagine there'll be less humor with the adults, probably, because so. that's how adults are. I mean, you lose some of your sense of wonder and finding everything kind of funny. Everything becomes more serious.
0: Yeah, and that's something I was going to ask you about. Is like, you know, compared to the first, it's you know, miniseries where we had this great stuff with the kids, and then the adults show up and it. It kind of sucks. <laughs> it's like they didn't really change the tones of the two parts right. of the miniseries. What are you hoping to see that they change here to make the adult segment different, considering they can't rely mm. on the charisma and appeal and sympathy and empathy yeah. that we feel for children? yeah.
1: What do you hope that they do with the adult characters to draw us in and make this great? I think it's the time for some of that... Um research exposition maybe to go deeper into the story them try to really find out more about Pennywise they can explore their relationships as kids but also be uh, developing the story like they got two hours and 49 minutes it's is the run time movie. yeah that like it seems to me there's gonna be a whole lot of figuring out what's going on but also I imagine the first 40 minutes will be convincing everyone to come back Mm-hmm. So then two hours of, I mean, what if the last 30 minutes will be climax, denouement in the middle? Yeah, I imagine it's going to be some some of that, like, trying to really discover what's going on with this and how to stop it. Whereas before, you know, they just figured, like, we'll beat it up and it dies because that's kid logic. Exactly. But adults know. I mean, it's come back. Obviously, their kid logic didn't work. Adults know, well, we need to figure out how to actually kill it. Yeah. So I, I imagine that, It might be a little bit more dry than the kids. I'm sure they've found a way around. I mean, they have Bill Hader in there. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's amazing, dude. I've heard
0: he fucking kills it in part two. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I hope that they do play up, I think, the darkness, the loss of innocence, the Mm -hmm. loss of idealism, the experience when you go from being a kid to being an adult. I think that they can really play that up. In this, considering how well they established us in that kids' environment yeah. and the, like you said, the logic of the kids and mm-hmm. stuff, I hope that they can play that up.
1: I just hope they go a lot more grisly and scary. I think they will, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, if you if you have the your opening kill in the first one be a child getting his arm ripped off. Yeah, I think you gotta really amp it up
0: for part two. Jessica Chastain said that it was like the bloodiest movie she's ever. Yeah, seen I've or seen. Or yeah, shit. I've
1: been watching some interviews with them, and like they all seem to be they seem to be indicating this movie is going to be a great horror movie. I hope, I hope so, they're man. right. Yeah,
0: yeah I do too. I have all the faith in the world. I mean, based off of this one, I have all the faith that they know what they're doing other than with Mike and possibly Bev, you know, uh, I have a lot of faith going into it and I have a lot of expectations because this first one really did (laughs) completely exceed it. Although I will say, you know, again, to, to kind of go back to some of the little complaints that I got this time, I do think that some of the pacing is a little odd. It kind of seems like a horror movie with an on off button at times. Okay. So, like, for example, whenever Bev has her fear revealed of all the blood gushing up out of the sink and stuff like that, it's very horrifying. It's extremely intense. She's laying on the floor crumpled up, and then her dad comes in, doesn't see what's going on. The soundtrack is super crazy. Uh And then, like, literally the next scene is her and her friends in a montage cleaning it up to the soundtrack of The Cure. Right. (laughs) Where it was like, holy shit, this is fucked up. Now they're friends in a they're montage friends cleaning, up blood. cleaning up blood together yeah. where it's just like, oh, okay. It kind of feels like it goes on and off of the horror aspects. And don't get me wrong. This movie knew what it was doing. Playing me up with a cure song, uh-huh. which I do adore the fact that they put kind of a cure sort of B side mm-hmm. in this movie, six different yeah. ways. Fuck. Uh-huh. I love that song so much. So I do love that they snuck it into the movie. But do you get what I'm saying about some some of the pacing? It's like, you're in a horror movie. Nah, you're in Stand By Me. (sighs) Nah, it's just kids. Yeah, Yeah. here's 30 minutes of Stand By Me. Now back to the horror. Uh Uh-huh. It's a little uneasy. A little disjointed, maybe. But at at the same time, it's like, I think that if they would have kept the horror at a boil the entire time, you wouldn't have had that attachment of, here's real life kids in real life relationships that know each other and shit. You know what I mean?
1: So, maybe that's good. You're right that it's disjointed and right that it's good. Yeah. Because we do need to become attached to these characters. So, we need to see the children, specifically, in high-stress situations are not going to be acting like themselves. Right. So, we do need to see moments of levity and moments of them just being kids.
0: Well, and two, I like the the bounce-back effect that we get between the kids being caught in these awful situations and horrible things that they can't explain, but then also, you know, the next day they're yucking it up and being kids and shit-talking each other. Mm-hmm. Kids have this amazing resiliency to yes. be kids no matter what their horrible situation is. Right. And that's that's realistic. It is. So, I do like that they, they keep that element in there where it's like, yeah, they're going through some shit, but they're still friends and joking around right. and stuff because that's exactly what kids do.
1: I mean, that—that that is true. The resiliency of, of kids, like, you know, the, the stuff that traumatizes you as a kid, it doesn't make you stop being a kid. It really just kind of resurfaces as you're growing. Yeah. Like, you don't know how to process it as a kid, so it just sticks around and you're constantly, like, mulling it over in your head. But you're also just being a kid, right?
0: I think one other praise I have about this movie is that I thought that the the soundtrack, both the original mm. score and the licensed material, so good. I thought was yeah. I thought was really fantastic. Mm. I love that they gave us '80s music by The Cure mm-hmm. and uh, The Cult and XTC. Yeah, that is like if you know it, you know it. Right. If you don't know it, you hear it and go, oh, it's 80s music. But it's not like, you know, fucking uh, Take On Me and exactly. Like a Virgin and Ice Ice it's Baby. The like the same exact hey, stuff. Hey, remember the fucking 80s? Uh-huh. You know, it doesn't beat you over the head. Mm. It's all kind of B-side stuff.
1: Yeah, it's some it's stuff that you would probably listen to more in the '80s. Like if you right. were in the '80s, that would be your jam. Your jam is not what comes on the radio or on the Spotify
0: big '80s playlist. Right, <laughs> right. So I thought that the uh, the licensed material is great, and I love the original orchestral stuff. I thought that it was extremely haunting and very memorable, and really set a lot of a lot of atmosphere musically. Even like. Scale-wise, I've not sat down and, like, figured out a lot of what, you know, was going on in, yeah. the, in the movie soundtrack. But it sounded to me, like, scale-wise, a lot of it was based around, it's a scale called the Melodic Minor Scale. Uh-oh. And the Melodic Minor Scale, just quick, quick theory lesson <sighs> Let's with Uncle Ben right here. I'm going into my YouTube personality <laughs> here for a second. It's just like a major scale. Okay, okay. so Do, Re, Mi, sol La, Ti, Do. Everybody knows the sound of a major scale, right? Okay. Only there's one note that's different. <gasps> There's just one note, and that's it. And it's the third note. And as a result of that one note being different, everything else is just like a major scale. Everything mm-hmm. else is perfectly or an ordinary in Do Re Mi Fa You know, uh-huh. it's all totally normal except for that third note. And after you hear how that third note is like out of place, yeah, it then makes all of those other notes that sound, sound out of ordinary, place. sound odd, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of other soundtrack stuff that has delved into that scale that's very effective and very interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm li- yeah hearing that, I'm thinking of the the piano bit at the beginning. The exactly that. There's like that weird thing where it's like, okay, this is
0: odd. And it makes everything else that ordinarily would have sounded happy.
1: Uh huh. All
0: the Fossilatitos.
1: Yeah, now it sounds dark.
0: Yeah, because that one off. thing was out of place, yeah. which I, I love. I think that that really fits into this town where everything looks normal and scenic and beautiful and there's kids that go to school and hang out in the streets and there's adults mm-hmm. that work their jobs and come home and yada yada but everything's a little fucked up mm-hmm. which is basically every town isn't it
1: yeah that's true <laughs> yeah that's true of every. <laughs> everybody's town.
0: acting like everything's normal but it's not but it's, it's not, not normal at all man so good yeah, I love this movie. I really, really enjoyed it. You got anything else you wanna you wanna cover? Any more thoughts or anything
1: before you no, get into the review phase? No, I think we've I think we've gotten deep into this one. And getting all up
0: in that movie's guts. Yeah. Getting up in them dead like
1: guts. <laughs> if there I mean there's not much I would change about this at all. Um Bev and Mike. I, I would, would improve change. Bev and Mike, like make them more. Human, like the white male characters. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe well, just make it that way. yeah right. Maybe. Um. Get, yeah. Give them. A, I mean, Mike just doesn't have a whole lot to do. No. Except get hit. Yeah. Um. And and then Bev. Yeah. She's. I would like to see her be a bit stronger. She's so charming and wonderful. On yeah, screen, such a great actress. I wish they would have had that come through as strength. Yeah, that yeah. would have been nice. But. Uh, those aren't big, huge complaints, honestly, in comparison to, say, other movies where there are a lot more issues and they don't have good minority or female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is it is a knock on it, for sure. Um, I think for me, just grading this, I give Mandy a 9. This is more fun to watch than Mandy, but I, yeah, I'm a 9. Yeah. I'm just nine and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a good time to be alive. It's a time of nines. Have a nine, I'd say. <laughs> I can't really argue with you about that at all. I think that it is, you know, again, even despite the flaws that I've talked about, it's just such an enjoyable watch. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about a lot of movies where I've been like, it was amazing, but I can't see myself watching it
1: over and over. Yeah. I
0: mean, Hereditary is a 10, but it's like, I'm oh, not going to... Oh, it's hard to watch. I'm not going to watch that any old time. Yeah. Mandy, I'm going to have to be in a mood yeah. for, you know?
1: Very specific mood.
0: Yeah, but this movie has enough great visuals, mm-hmm. beautifully shot movie, great soundtrack stuff, great acting, uh, great
1: humor, mm-hmm. and great
0: scares that I'm like, I just kind of want to turn
1: this on. Just about any time yeah. you know, yeah, if this was if this was ever on there's no reason I wouldn't just sit down and watch it, yeah, even though I know it's over two hours it's it's fun, it's a right. fun
0: movie it's one of those for me that is honestly kind of in that same hood as like you know, the first Elm Street, right, yeah, and a lot of those where it's like, is that perfect, no, no but it's but infinitely watchable, it well. but I love watching it, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, like this is my third time watching it, I was more critical about it this time. But I still just had a great time watching it, and the Mm -hmm. time flew by. It's like a two-hour and 15-minute long movie, but it just seems to go by so fast. And I'll revisit it in the future just to spend time with the personalities and dynamics of those kids, because it's so enjoyable and so realistic, and it makes me think about being a kid in the 80s and shit. Of course, yeah, my experience is very different, because I was homeschooled and shit. True. You know, but it's my idealized version of what that hang would have been yeah i'll watch this movie time and time again really really enjoyed it i think uh you know i think i'm probably with you i think it's like a nine nine i think that if it would have had those little tweaks to characters like mike and beth yeah. i think that it could have been you know close to a 10 for me but as it stands i'm, go- I'm gonna toss this thing a niner awesome so stoked to uh watch it part two
1: hopefully this week yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the hope is we'll be doing a mini sode uh, yeah. that'll come out Friday, maybe. Fresh thoughts yeah. right as soon as we watch it, we'll go record a little mini
0: sode, assuming we get to see it, which I don't I don't really see why we wouldn't. We like to stay hot off the presses and on top of the horror community with this kind of stuff. <laughs> we're on the pulse boom got our fingers on the pulse of that motherfucker so hopefully you guys be listening to an it part two review a mini review Mm -hmm. here very soon so be sure to stay tuned for that and go watch that new one give them your money we want lots of money going towards good horror films y'all so give your money tell them that you want more okay Mm -hmm. okay so next week we're going to be talking about another very relevant horror movie but before we talk about that
1: we gotta tell tell them about our Patreon and social media presence. Uh, check us out at Dead Lovely Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Do it. Uh Dead Lovely Horror Movie Podcast Group on Facebook. Do it. We got a Discord server. You want the link? Ask. Do it. Patreon.com forward slash Dead and Lovely. That's right. Go on over there. Do it. Give us money. We there are three tiers right now. We'll probably come up with something in the future, maybe a ten-dollar tier, or whatever. Right now, one, three, and five dollars. Go over there. If you give us $5 a month, you get to submit a movie title that we will then randomly draw from. A Swan's Ass. A Swan's Ass. We've done it for the past few months. We've done a number of of patrons... Mm-hmm. Uh, movie suggestions They've been good ones too You They've guys are awesome. making some good yeah. choices for us So we, we're uh, more than happy to cover that movie You've been wanting us to cover That's Just right. head on over there
0: And look at it this way This is I think episode 127 of the show 25 125. Mm-hmm. You guys have gotten a whole lot of hours Of horror movie expertise That is true Maybe it's worth a buck I don't know Maybe so and to make you guys feel like your efforts are actually going towards something, this week we should be finalizing orders for our very first run of Dead and lovely T-Shirts. T-Shirts
1: coming. Booyah. Woo, woo, woo.
0: With the awesome original logo that Jacob Long from Long Works Designs mm-hmm. uh, created, the kind of blue and teal logo yeah. that everybody
1: knows and loves. Everybody. From sight. That's People right. across across a... A large conference center would be like, That's a dead and lovely shirt over there! I know that brand! Don't go down that road! I wonder what accent we are doing <sighs> now! Hi. Ha- hey it's me, John Cleese. Uh-oh. John Cleese? Yeah, He's John British. Cleese. He's British. I'm in John Lithgow. I was thinking this is somewhere
0: in between, like, John Lithgow and Jimmy Stewart. It's
1: Jimmy Stewart Lithgow. It's John Stewart. John Stewart. <laughs> I host The Daily Show. do go too. down that road.
0: <laughs> they didn't even say go down that road in the Pet Cemetery. That so was dumb, a bit man. of a disappointment. A yeah. Well, anyway, so your all's patronage is going to good efforts. Uh, it's going to be rewarding you guys in the very near oh, future yeah. when we get this run of shirts done. Thank you guys so much for all of your wonderful and loyal patronage. We appreciate you guys. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes as iTunes. well to help us stay on that uh, you know iTunes top fifty TV and film chart that oh, we're currently yeah. on. I know it's holy crazy. fuck. That's if the we don't get more reviews, we might just float away. <gasps> we all float down here. P.S. I thought it was cool that all the like kid corpses were floating. Yeah,
1: that was pretty awesome.
0: And also too that every time Pennywise got injured, his blood floated up. Yes,
1: what was about
0: that? Like what no matter where gone. he
1: was, everything yeah, always floated. Always up. floated. I thought that was really cool. I hope they explained that somehow. I mean,
0: he's an alien, so I'm just like Earth gravity he's got doesn't the anti-gravity really apply. Gravity blood. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which P.S. Okay, one more thing. Okay. About it, the the clown dance.
1: Yeah, I didn't like c- it. That was a little bit weird, yeah. I didn't like it, personally.
0: Okay. I thought it was
1: super creepy and fun, but I get what you're saying. It was a little out of, like, why would he do that?
0: Yeah. It's one of those things that I kind of file into that, that same category of, you know... Creepy children singing children's songs or tiptoe through the tulips. or right. I'm just like, okay, like there's that whole like you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll die thing mm-hmm. before that. And I'm like, eh, that's that's a little cheesy. Yeah, that just doesn't work for me. Apparently, a lot of other people liked it, but not me. Yeah. So anyway, what are we gonna be talking about next week on the show? I got a
1: devil's rejects on my part. Oh, you don't say,
0: yeah. dude. Is that back? It's back. Yeah. <laughs> a Little devil's haircut uh-huh. action, huh? Yeah.
1: Wow. Noted Scientologist. That's true. Noted Scientologist Beck. Wow. He's one of the best live shows I've ever seen. No doubt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Scientologists are weird.
0: They are. (laughs) It's true. I know a guy that used to work on Beck's crew. Oh, yeah. And he confirmed that. He's a weirdo? Yeah. Yeah. And that Beck specifically had a Scientologist bus and a not Scientologist bus. Oh,
1: Jesus. Don't want those suppressive people, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't be having those around.
0: Oof. Oof. All religions alive. Yeah, it's all alive. It's crazy as it. shit. <laughs> so next week, in celebration of the hopefully good three, three from Rob Hell zombie movie, Three from Hell. I yeah. hope that it's good.
1: I mean, it's coming out for only three days in theaters, but like they've let critics see it, but they haven't allowed them to write a review of it. But the one critic that I saw who kind of found a little loophole around talking about it without saying it said it, that that didn't make sense because the movie's good. They shouldn't wow. have been worried about it because it is worth watching. A so,
0: glowing review. The one reviewer that was not allowed to talk about it kind of said maybe it was good. Yeah, but he couldn't say it outright <laughs> because if he said it outright, he gets sued. It's ridiculous. Oh. I mean, I hope that it's great. I, I love Devil's Rejects. We yeah. watched uh, House of a Thousand Corpses Earlier a couple months yeah. ago. Yeah. And we're not exactly historically giant Rob Zombie fans. I
1: I, I like his Halloween movies. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't think that they are better than a John Carpenter Halloween movie, but I think that they're entertaining. And for me, they're better than like four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't uh, argue with that. Yeah, you, you are right. But he about does that. have, I mean, 31 was terrible. I've had a
0: lot of dentist exams that were better
1: than 31. Well, 31 or those later Halloween movies. Right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 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 I once sat on my balls and it was better than Halloween <laughs> yeah. 6 for sure. <laughs> I once sat on your balls and it was, <laughs> it was better. <laughs> better than Halloween 6. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully this new one will
0: turn out good. 31 was absolutely one of the worst movies I've ever terrible. fucking seen in my life. Yeah. So hopefully he is able to channel some of the goodness that he came up with in Devil's Rejects because I really like this movie. Yeah. and It's been it's been years since I've watched oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm it excited to revisit, you know, mm. and, and check it out again and see if it's as good as I remember, especially under the critical glare of the podcast eye. Oh. So you guys be sure to tune in next week where we'll be talking about the Devil's Rejects. Check out our House of a Thousand Corpses, and, uh, Corpses episode if you want to find out our opinions about that one. It's from a couple months ago. Well, thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening to us jibber-jabber about old Pennywise and company on this week's episode of Dead and Lovely. You guys be sure to tune in next week for another Slice of Fried Gold. Uh, You guys will be there. We'll be dead and lovely. Bye-bye. Bye. Does Two Live Crew really want someone to nibble upon their dicks
1: like a rat on cheese? Yeah. That sounds awful. Uh, they, you know, I'll be honest with you. Most everything that happened in a Two Live Crew song sounded pretty awful. Yeah.
0: Do it, but with more teeth this time.
1: Yeah, more teeth. What? <laughs> Said nobody ever. I'm more pretty teeth. sure. Can I get more? And I want to think about a rodent while this is happening. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs>